we are live and we are back. Let's go. I'm Corey. I'm Jordan. And this is the Corey and Full Effect Podcast, and we are back. Like we never left. We are back like we never left. Episode 11. One, one. Make a wish. So, <laughs> our sincere apologies for episode 10. 10. First off, nobody listened to it because I'm looking at the numbers right now, 22. <laughs> so, <laughs> we we know what we did. We don't know how we did it, and we don't know how to fix it. So what's done is done. Yeah, I talk, and that's the thing too. See, that's why you got to be humble. I talk all that trash about episode ten, how we got the audio fit. Like I'm talking big trash about the audio fit and everything. The worst audio we've ever had is episode ten. It was really fast, like really, really fast. Like we sound like Alvin and yeah. the Chipmunks. And we said we're gonna do our best to keep these really closer to an hour and a half, forty five minutes of fitness and finance questions. The time was messed up when we were recording on the actual software pro tools but for our video now we're looking at them right a minute you know they're about three, you know about five ten seconds off which is supposed to be right right they were like almost an, an hour. hour apart and we were looking <laughs> like uh, and as soon as we stopped what we both said we got a problem right <laughs> we straighten the trouble yeah we like, yeah we spent two three hours trying to fix it so yeah we had to strip thing i just thought of i was like oh we can upload the video strip the YouTube audio and just have something, you know, so we're consistently posting. So apologies for that. Jordan and I being in the security field, we know about putting measures in place and we, we unfortunately did not put them in in time. We did not. Now we have it in time. Once we do a sound check, we do nothing but go to recording. Straight into it. So you got, well, let me not lie because this was messed up. <laughs> PTSD. So yeah, apologies for that one. So, but I mean, we're not we're not stopping. So it's yeah. all good. This one, the, this the audio should be good here. We fixed the volume picking up from our mic. We should be should be good. Knock on <laughs> knock on wood. And then oh, see, you could hear the soundboard probably a little bit now. But we got <laughs> soundboard is in full effect. So all right. did you have any get any feedback? Oh, nobody probably listened to it. Sorry, y'all. Nah, no feedback. Nah. Okay, house cleaning, housekeeping. You can follow me at sideline underscore Corey. Okay. You can follow Jordan at Stop Stalling J. That is S T O P S T A L L I N G J A Y on everything. Business page. Finally, Fate 06, F I N A L L F I T 06. That is on you. Nope. IG and Facebook. YouTube is Corden in full effect, and you can follow, you can subscribe and like this video there, and all of our links and information are in the show notes. These are the shameless plugs. That's why I stopped talking. I forgot that these are called shameless plugs. <laughs> <laughs> all right, house cleaning, real quick. I want to, since we're you know making a lot of episodes and some things are in the works behind the scenes, I want to clear some things up. So, from a house cleaning standpoint, I mentioned on episode ten about. The normal equation is net worth equals assets minus liabilities. But I was talking about in a home, how do you calculate your equity in the home or really calculate the value of an asset? Well, if net worth equals assets minus liabilities, then the assets would equal the liabilities plus the equity. Now, in that case, the liabilities, as I mentioned last time, wouldn't be negative because it's positive. So if the liabilities are $200,000 and you have $100,000 in equity, you add those two numbers together and the asset is $300,000. And then you subtract the liabilities from that same equation and you get 300,000 minus 200,000, which equals $100,000 in equity. I'm explaining that because a lot of you always say, Y equals MX plus B. I never use that. That's the part you're supposed to learn in math. When I say like something verbally, you should be able to translate into an equation. But for those of you who can't, 
I just wanted to re-explain that. So, as I said, sometimes liabilities aren't viewed as negative. But if you know how to do math, then you you understood that. So, I didn't want to be condescending as I always am. Thank you for clarifying. And then, <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then also, since we're uh, making more episodes, like I said, we in the top 20% now. Because we got over 10 episodes and we acted. Let's Come go. on now. Y'all know how we do. Wait, now nah, I want this one. Oh, that's the wrong one. Where's Don DeMarco at? DeMarco, yes, Don DeMarco. I need to figure out what the, I know what it is, but I don't like know what it's from. Anyways, <laughs> so now we have more episodes. We're going to start transitioning out of more beginner stuff mm-hmm. into more e- intermediate and advanced things. We'll do our best to clear up when you know we're doing something that's beginner, so you don't like, oh, I should execute this, and like, no, this is more advanced type of steps. But for those of you like, all right, can we get some more investment and generational wealth talk? Yep, on the way. That's coming up soon. That will drop in between in the team, you know, from between 10 to 20. I'm not going to keep teasing y'all with that. And I need to have that out for when we have guests. You just had that on the back burner for a minute. Well, I keep it's, it's so much stuff. I have to do it. So then I can just talk about it. But I'm, I'm about done. The issue is I have to sit down and reorganize it. So I just brain dumped it. So we're, um, we're going to do that and we're going to start getting into more. What are advanced topics? What if they're all still surface level? But we're going <laughs> to. They're advanced to us. Well, we're going to so. do that. Yeah. So um, we can, once the guests come on, we have essentially said everything we have to say. And then it makes the conversation uh, flow easier because we've already discussed it. Mm-hmm. And we can just reference older episodes. And then also, speaking of having guests, one of the reasons we do, oh, apologize again, two hours and 40 minutes and the two and a half hours last few episodes. Again, we're not going to go that long unless we have guests. And that's why we do the longer forums. Mm-hmm. We don't want our guests to come on and feel like that they have to essentially answer a question quickly or can't get out all of their thoughts on um, a particular question or topic that we ask. So, and we also want to, we don't want to rush our, ourselves. Obviously we can record another episode, but we want to make it clear that we're taking our time on these questions and, mm-hmm. you know, giving you guys all the information we have right then and there. So if they have time, we have time. Yeah. When the guests come on, we cannot promise how long those episodes will be. I mean, there so, won't be four hours. Again, be an adult. Yeah. Pause the, the podcast. Yeah. If the guests episode tend to be over two hours and that's because well i have a lot I, we have questions and they got to get answered right. <laughs> <laughs> and they're going to be like i said be thorough on them so we want that to be in place then also see what are the chances this synced up what is what is this week what's well, ending it's because is the beginning of the week sunday or monday i always go with sunday okay it depends so, on what you're looking at so the week is technically over then but last week was men's health week okay all right yes so what is it? Seventy-five uh, percent suicides are male. Mm-hmm. Men kill themselves a little over three and a half times more than women. There were forty-one, a little over forty-seven thousand suicides in two thousand nineteen, I think. So that means about twelve thousand women, a little over thirty-six years, thirty-five men. So yeah, Men's Health Week. That's when not. I mean, we we are not well versed in that medical sphere, but to not. help add some type of stability on your finance fitness, welcome to Cord in Full Effect. But a lot of you who be telling us what to do, you know, indirectly or don't like what we're doing, it's probably because y'all not used to seeing black men in the leadership position nope. or in a power position. That's what I learned from the Joe Budden podcast. You can go press it. Go ahead and press it. We not started yet. <laughs> the, that's what I learned from the Joe Budden podcast. I assume he has at least 51% ownership in the Joe Budden podcast. So the way that works is he can do whatever he wants. Literally. But, you know, most black people don't grow up in a household without their father. So y'all not the main role you should have as a father figure or male figure is your dad. And you don't have that. 
Shout out to Joe talking, talking reckless. Hey, reckless. Right, he do, hey, it's called the Joe Budden Podcast, a network. He can, I assume he can do whatever he wants, and that's yeah, how it's it supposed to be. But, you know, a lot of y'all haven't been used to seeing black men in leadership or power position. So then, you know, constructive criticism is cool, but then, you know, y'all be tripping, and we out here on that outright ownership and all that type of stuff. So if Jordan and I make a decision, it's literally over because it's no the, all the equity is gone. It's seventy five percent. His wife got twenty five percent because he started this after he was married. But I got fifty. But if we make, but his wife can't come in here and outvote it unless it has something to do with the physical house itself. <laughs> it's called court and in full effect. I, I would mean, just, just imagine if someone got upset what we did and the the podcast is called court and in full effect. Who do y'all think is making the decisions? It's like, I mean, <laughs> you're Corey. I'm Jordan. Right. You're not in the title. Yeah. In full effect is not a person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, okay. And y'all can obviously speak up and give us changes. But again, recognize if you're actually, you know, giving us constructive criticism or subconsciously, like deep down, you don't realize that because the human body doesn't like change. And you're, you're experiencing change right now, seeing black men essentially in short running things or working towards it and making progress and you know your body's like oh something new destroy destroy and y'all not y'all trying to destroy i mean you can't destroy us you're trying to destroy us you can try yeah so luck yeah don't don't give us all this resistance and negativity right i mean because if not we i date you with the fatality (laughs) nah because if we kill him what's gonna happen All right, all right, we're done. I told you it's going to take 10 minutes. You good with your... Uh, yeah, I'm done with that. Okay. I mean, that's sort of a little bit of episode nine. Cancel this. That was scripted, though. So I wasn't just going crazy. Yep, and then... Uh, oh, okay, last thing, an error. It's not really an error. I just want to clean up. When I was talking about when you should take a lavish vacation, like a real expensive one, obviously relative to your income, I said $500,000 net worth and your home paid off. When I'm, I don't want to make sure people don't think the home is included in that net worth. So it's five hundred thousand dollars, and your home paid off. So if your home is three hundred thousand dollars, that would be eight hundred thousand dollars in net worth before you start taking really expensive lavish vacations. Then on top of that, no debt, because <laughs> your house would pay off. You should have none, mm-hmm. right? Then obviously three to six months emergency fund, right? And since you probably have five hundred thousand dollars in stocks, you've probably been investing fifteen percent. So you check that off. And, you know, if you have kids, whatever you want to invest in them, you're doing that. Then, <laughs> then you can start taking extremely lavish vacations. You can go on vacation, but the extremely expensive ones, and I've looked this up too. Vacation is roughly a little around $1,200 a person okay. on average. So family affords, you know, it's technically like 11, 1150 but, you know, around $4,800, let us say $5,000, mm-hmm. you know, for a family of four. That's on average. So obviously the average family isn't going, though, to, you know, Europe. Right. right? So that's so the lavish ones is probably at least double that. So, yeah, you shouldn't, you know, shouldn't be spending $10,000 on a vacation. Lifestyle. If you don't got that, uh, got your net worth up. All right. Get it right. Yeah. Get it now, together. I mean, if you think, I mean, $5,000 roughly, that's essentially one month's income because 60K. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, so I would say one month. I mean, one month of your pre-tax income, that's roughly what you should be spending total on a vacation. That's what the averages are, at least. And that that just, I mean, I'm not, I don't care what y'all spend on vacation because y'all going to do it anyways. But if you're going <laughs> to ask me what you should spend on it, no more than one month of your pre-tax. And if you got a high pre-tax, you can spend 10K. <laughs> but for those of y'all who don't, you don't have it. We good? Yeah, we good. I'm trying to find the questions. I'm a, This is why they have, you know, assistants and managers and all this other crap. <laughs> I, I tell I tell people I work all the time. I can't do two things at once. So for those who don't know how the podcast works, this is how it goes. We usually have a 
fitness section, and then we have a finance section. All right. So we answer questions that have been submitted by um, some of our listeners and our viewers um, for each section. And then we have some personalized questions of our own. So send us questions. Okay. Yes. So we can answer them. Yes. Here, I, right? I remember that in my brain, but I didn't do it. Yes. We're going to help you with your wealth and health or your finances and fitness or whatever you want to call it. And we're going to help you save more and say less and keep making better your best. Yes. For, that's for your new listeners. All right. Yeah. N- next week I won't have as long as a, um, house cleaning, housekeeping, unless somebody gives me stuff. Oh, man, but I yeah, had a laundry. Load I did. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody's like, again, we don't know. Jordan's like, I kept telling him we were under two hours a day. He's like, okay, that's all. I saw that whole, all that house cleaning. You had to do. We haven't started yet. We 12 minutes, 12 minutes in. I'm going to have to scroll through his list. I was like, yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah. Cool. yeah. But we got, uh, so the, Fitness section is up first, and the finance section is up second. So now we are on to the fitness section. Let's get it. All righty, righty, righty. Jordan has theme music. He hasn't decided on it, but y'all know. Yeah, I mean, I feel like with every, you know, like, I feel like that fits, right? Every right. fitness montage usually has some type of Rocky, Rocky. music. And if you didn't know that was Rocky, spoiler alert. Well, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, okay. On to the fitness segment. Okay. So first question. This was, this wasn't, this was a, this was a question, not asked a question, but asked to talk about. This is a tweet. Yes. So someone tweeted out that you should drink half your water. I mean, half your weight in ounces of water. So if you weigh 150 pounds, you should drink 75 uh, ounces of water. Then you should also, on top of that, eat five servings of fruits and veggies every day. So if you're bloated, that'll be gone. Your skin, it'll be glowing and the energy will be there. So should you be drinking a half your weight in ounces and should you be eating five servings of fruits to vegetables every day? And will that help with your bloating, your skin care? And your energy. All right. So I'm going to break this down because it's like five questions in one. Right? <laughs> that's that's the first response, right? Um, okay. So should you drink half your weight in ounces of water? I'm going to give several different answers to this and I'm going to conclude with how I feel about it, right? So let me first start my disclaimer out there. I am a certified personal trainer. I am not a certified nutrition coach. Those are two different things. However, I am working on that certification coming soon, but I currently do not have it. That being said, I do know a lot about nutrition. However, I am not technically allowed to give specific nutrition advice. That being said, that's my disclaimer. Do what you want with that information. I'm going to say what I'm going to say. All right. So dietitians and or several uh certified nutrition coaches actually agree with this statement that you should drink half your weight in ounces of and and half your weight in ounces of water and i I just think it's there's a lot happening in that statement um what about what about the fruit they agree with the fruits and veggies too yes so and that's i was gonna break it apart right okay we're gonna break okay i'm gonna do the 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 weight and the water first yeah the water first right so they agree with that statement that you should drink uh, half your weight in ounces in water um, for several reasons. I think it is based on what type of person you are. And it's like, okay, Jordan, what does that mean? All right. That was my, bad. <laughs> my bad. I'm, I'm having a conversation with myself over here. <laughs> what type of person you are, right? So if you are a non-active person, you, you probably, first of all, you're probably not drinking 
the the minimum recommended amount for most people which is the common response i think is 64 ounces of water right you should be drinking 64 ounces of water a day let's go through um water measurements too for people Wait, who don't know before you go there what is not defined non-active non-act so you're not getting your minimum 30 minutes of cardio recommended a day okay, okay? so non-active you're not doing anything okay if you're not getting the 30 minutes of cardio what are you doing what are, what are you doing let's start there yeah i gotta hit you with one of these bro okay. nah, i know what they're doing they're doing eating too damn much okay so we define what non-active is not yes. 30 minutes 30 minutes of less than 30 minutes of cardio a day correct so now we're going to get into like defining like where you can see how much like a certain size is yes so for i couldn't say that i'm gonna take you guys back there <laughs> I'm going to take you guys back to school for a second, right? So there are eight fluid ounces in a cup, okay? I'm going to use some of these, these measurements today. That's what I'm telling you, this information, all right? Eight fluid ounces in a cup. There are 16 fluid ounces in a quart. There are 32 fluid ounces in a liter. And there are 64 fluid ounces in a gallon, okay? So by definition, two liters is one gallon. Four quarts is one gallon. And... No, no, buck 28 is... Uh is a is a gallon a gallon is three point something liters is it really how many ounces are in a gallon 64 ounces the answer is 128 fluid ounces well you heard it live ladies and gentlemen (laughs) hey i mess up too it's all good (laughs) hey what we're doing now is we're definitely correcting each other more because we were just letting each other hang to dry i respect it (laughs) that's why we got the error section (laughs) (laughs) we just well i'll clean that up next week yeah it's yeah 60 i don't I don't. That's, I already had my disclaimer where I can't do this math on conversion math. This is the one thing I can't do. But a gallon is 128 ounces. Well, then, yeah. So then that that completely changes my. You're, I'm even worse now, right? Yeah, okay. it's even worse. Yeah, um, a gallon's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot of water. Um. So I again, I I so I'll just start with my answer in the sense that I'm learning this information. I think you should drink. Uh, let me put it this way. A non-active person should drink at least a minimum, absolute minimum, 32 ounces of fluid or 32 fluid ounces of water a day. Okay. That's like the absolute minimum you need. That's that's four cups of water. Okay. If you're not doing that, you're not doing anything. You need to be hydrated. For yes, you two, Corey, this is this is 32, 32 fluid ounces. So one of these. This is my 64 right here. Okay. Jordan's got words on his. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to motivate you to, to be great. Right. Okay. And just for the sizing, the deer, the traditional deer park bottle, that's 16.9. Flu- I, don't, I don't know why it's not 16, but it's 16.9 fluid ounces. So two of those, it would be 32. Correct. So you need to drink two. Two of those a day, a at day. least. All right. That's the, the minimum recommendation. Um, Again, what most people will tell you is 64 fluid ounces of water a day, which I've now found out is not a gallon. It's a half gallon. Okay. You need to drink a half. Again, others recommend to drink a half gallon of water a day. Uh, these dietitians that say you're supposed to drink half your your body weight in fluid ounces, um, it's, it's a little bit much. Your body goes through several reactions when you start consuming large amounts of water like that. Um, some of them are positive. But some of them aren't. And that being the case, you got to be careful with over consuming water. Right. Uh, Water can actually (laughs) drinking too much water can actually kill you. I know people are like, what? Yes, that's the thing. There's a thing called water poisoning, consuming, consuming, consuming large amounts of water at a rapid rate can result in water poisoning, which literally can take you out. I know that blew my mind when I heard it for the first time, too. Um, 
But that being said, you have to be careful with the amount of water consumed. Um, but in consuming water, the whole point of consuming water is to be what, Corey? Hydrated. Be hydrated. Uh, <laughs> I hope. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> yes, to be hydrated. <laughs> so what people don't realize is water isn't actually what hydrates you. Electrolytes are. I, I have nothing. This, this is new to me, this is, this is, so I have no follow up. What does what does that clarify then? What does that mean? <laughs> Electrolytes are so the process of hydration is the ability to absorb water. Um, so that's that's the the actual definition of hydration. So to be hydrated is the body's ability to again process and absorb water. And what what allows that to happen in the body are electrolytes. Electrolytes are minerals that can hold an electro current in in your body right mm -hmm. so that consists of um, potassium phosphate sodium calcium and magnesium right um, these can be found in foods that you eat they can uh, be found in supplements um, you'll, you'll get them one way or another um, throughout your day just consuming uh, foods right they're in the periodic table too <laughs> exactly so they're, they're literally I mean let's call them what they are they're literally rocks like they're, they're small I mean you know they're, they're diluted and you know what I mean into your um, into your water and these, you know, your food that you're consuming, but they're literally rocks, right? The minerals that hold electric charge, they go throughout your body and they do, they, have, they serve several functions when they're in there. And one of them is to allow homeostasis. What's homeostasis, Jordan? Like, Look at not, well. <laughs> homeostasis is an organism's ability to adapt to its environment to survive, right? So that, that, that works on grand scales and that works on cellular levels, right? So homeostasis in the body um, at the cellular level, what that does is your, your cells have to um, expel and absorb nutrients and waste and uh, electrolytes send currents to your cells to allow them to um, manage um, the ability to absorb and excel waste. Oh, I'm sorry, absorb nutrients and expel waste. So by definition, you need um, electrolytes to be able to push nutrients throughout your body and stay hydrated so by definition the electrolytes actually hydrate your body not the water you know what i mean water water is the electrolytes consume the water so the water is second tier exactly obviously you always have electrolytes but you if you're not hydrated you need to get more electrolytes first because they're going to be used to consume the water obviously exactly. if you have no water in your body then they have no the electrolyte can consume but you always water but if yeah you, if you think of it as a transaction water is the currency and yeah. electrolytes allow the facilitation of that currency yeah. the, of the exchange of that currency right yeah, flow chart type of stuff right yeah so water is important but electrolytes are equally as important and a lot of people don't realize that when they're asking questions like this so you actually need to balance out not only your consumption of water but your consumption of electrolytes and so then it comes down to how do i get my electrolytes so how do you get electrolytes Moving on to question number two, you need to eat your, your servings of, <laughs> should you eat yeah. uh, five servings of fruits and veggies a day? Yes, I do completely agree with that question or with that, that statement, I guess you mm -hmm. could say. You should or eat um, five servings of fruit and vegetables a day. Um, you can get your electrolytes through various fluids as well as solids, but predominantly in fruits and vegetables. Um there was a study done that shows that people who eat um, at least five for serving sizes of fruits and vegetables a day are less likely for cardiovascular disease, um, chronic illnesses, cancer by a minimum, minimum of 13 percent. That's a lot. Yeah. So significantly impacts your, your ability to be healthy by eating five 
uh, serving sizes of fruits and vegetables a day. Right. Particularly, I think the the one that had the 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 control group that had the highest results um, was a mixture of two servings of fruits and three serving sizes of vegetables. So specifically, of your five servings of your five serving sizes that you should have on a daily basis, I recommend two serving sizes of fruits, three serving sizes of veggies. And when I say serving sizes of veggies, specifically leafy greens. Um, not all vegetables have the same positive effect that they're on your body, right? Um, so starchy, starchy vegetables like um, like potatoes, um, peas, things of that nature, they're good for you, but they don't necessarily have the the um, omegas and the vitamins that you need to have the positive health impact um, that leafy greens do. So you need more of your spinaches, your celeries, your lettuce. I mean, if it's green and it's a plant-like, then you should probably consume more of that versus, you know what I mean, the vegetables that don't reflect that that breakdown. So again, for your five serving sizes of fruits and veggies, yes, thumbs up. Make sure you consume those, break it down to uh, two serving sizes of fruit, three serving sizes of leafy green vegetables to make sure that you're balancing it out and it has positive effects on the body. Okay, so serving size. And yes. I think we went over there, what, what's it like? Is a great, is one grape a serving size? Right? So serving sizes vary depending on what it is that you're eating. Um, I don't know the serving sizes for everything off the top of my head, but yeah. most, um, most big fruits are broken down to where or they're defined in the nutritional facts where one of them is considered a serving size, right? Okay. So an apple, one apple, or they'll say they're, they're usually reference size, right? Like what medium oh, okay. apple is is considered whatever a medium apple is. I think there's a there's a circumference I think for it that they define for a medium apple, but yeah. um, a medium apple is considered a serving size, or a medium banana is considered a serving size. Now for fruits and vegetables that have like a um, we eat many of them usually like grapes. Um, peas. I, I'm not exactly sure what a right. serving size is broken the, the down. Pea, for they'll have, probably have the peas because that's in a it's in a container. But th- things things you know things that are in cans and boxes, they have it on there what a serving size is. But you know if you just go and get a tomato, it doesn't. It does, it's not. There's no. There's no nutritional facts on the tomato. It's just right. So that's what I was asking. Right. Yeah. Use the internet, guys, and Google it. Yeah. I wanted to touch on when you were saying about the. Um, when you were talking about the electrolytes and the water mm-hmm. to compare it to finances, when I was saying like the first tier, second tier, a lot of people want to know how they get, you know, money in stocks, like how they build their net worth. You have to invest, right? The ROI is second tier. ROI is the water in this case, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, you need a rate of return on the money you're investing. But if you want money, you need to put money and invest it just like the electrolytes. You need to have electrolytes. So that's first tier, second tier. And then also with the weight. So I'm looking at that 150 pounds and then drink 75, you know, half of it. Mm -hmm. I think that is because you said you recommend at least 64, though, right? Correct. When you well, that that that's essentially 70. When you double that, that's a buck, no buck 30. Right. I think what it's not that you should drink. It should you should drink half in your weight because that's what the average people weigh. You know what I mean? Like because your your 64 is what I mean. Most people are gonna weigh around that range. Somebody weighs 200, they should obviously drink more than 64. Yeah, I mean, right? so I mean, I, I think, get what they're saying. They're trying to. Yeah. They're trying to. They're basically putting a scale on. It, yeah, right? and then it slides yeah. depending on the weight of the person. And um, then you also portion it based off of what you know you can get a size. You know the size that water come in on top of that too. Right. Like I wouldn't say drink 113 fluid ounce. Like how how I got I got three bottles of water half full every day. We, so I forgot. So I got I got to mm-hmm. circle back for the water question. Right. What we didn't talk about is an an active person specifically. Oh, so yeah. the rules change when you're active actually. So because you're an active person. And you're, you're actually losing um, more fluids because you're outside, you're sweating, you know, your body's ex- expelling um, 
sweat, right? And all, and, and all the the fat that you're losing while you're while you're working out. Um, you actually have to drink more water. So there's there's the base um, 64 ounces, right? But then in addition to that, you have to drink. Um, I think they recommend about 16 ounces of water to at least 20 minutes prior to working out. So you kind of have to preload your body yeah. with water to be able to, you know, when you so you don't pass out when you're you're, you're outside running and you know you're pushing out the sweat, right? Yeah. Um, but then for every a 20 minutes of exercise, there's an additional 12 ounces of water that should be recouped within 20 minutes after working out, right? You do that math real quick. You said every... Every 20 minutes of exercise, should you have another 12 fluid ounces? Another 12 fluid ounces. So, you know, 20 minutes, so 30, 12 fluid ounces, 40 hour. minutes, uh, 24 fluid ounces. 36 ounces an hour. Correct. Okay. I'm I'm taking it, I'm taking this in because I need to know it. Right. And people would always people ask in high school they asked me if I smoke cigarettes. My list is all dark. And I be, I'm de- I, that's how dehydrated I'm. My, I'm so dehydrated that people think I smoke cigarettes. <laughs> never. I never will ever smoke a cigarette. Never have. Never will. But yeah. So that's why I be trying to drink my water so much on here. Because yeah. I, I, I just I don't drink enough. And I, it's just one of those things where you have to be realistic, right? Like so again. YouTube, you can see my my sixty four ounce water bottle here. This is a lot of water, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen. Okay, is is about the size of my head and my neck together. Like, it's a lot of water. Okay. Um, <laughs> that being said, I have to care. I have to be mindful of my water consumption to purposefully drink sixty four ounces of water. Like, I have to fill that up in the morning. I have to take that with me. You know, I, before my workout, I have to find it immediately following my workout. I use that same water bottle for all meals, right? So, like, it's, it's not a, I don't even need to order a drink if I'm if I'm eating out, right? Like, I have, I get water, right? Like, it's, it's, it's just a no-brainer. You have to consciously make an effort to drink 64 ounces of water a day. So, that being said... I mean, the recommendation is to drink half your body weight. Y'all, half of y'all can't can't get to can't get to thirty two. Yeah, that's a lot. Let alone sixty four. So realistically, expecting you to drink half your your body weight in fluid ounces is 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 a little it's unrealistic. Yeah, and you got to set realistic uh, expectations for yourself when you're setting that goal. Yeah, I mean, the easiest way to do it though is start drinking water like pretty much soon. You know, sun up to sundown. Yeah, because you know you have the whole day to drink it. But because if you tr- try try to drink. 32 ounces of water it's, your stomach you're gonna be talking about the itis right. y'all seen that boondocks episode <laughs> look you're gonna be hurt rest in peace john witherspoon you're gonna be hurt hurt if you do that so it's, it's just a gallon's a lot yeah I mean, a gallon you, is a lot of water you have to be cognizant of yeah, your you gotta water do that throughout the whole day literally like yeah. just constantly taking water to the face yeah. oh and if you guys weren't picking that up you will be using the bathroom a lot too <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's the one it's such an inconvenience to use the bathroom it's obviously a need we use the bathroom we don't wear depends but you know you <laughs> you know because everybody got something to say so let me make sure i put that in there but yeah you'll be using the bathroom a lot if you start drinking more water and you can also read those signs of when you when you go to the bathroom right i think we talked mm. about this yep. lightly before but you know if your urine is darkly colored you're dehydrated like that's that's how that goes there's a whole scale for a sliding scale for how that goes right but um if basically if it's you want it to be ideally about lemonade color or lighter right mm-hmm. as, as as clear as possible is probably better yeah. right but it, it shouldn't be 100 it shouldn't be like it's water though that's yes. too much because yeah. then essentially your body's not processing it you're, you're just, just expelling water it, and you point. don't want to do that because you have to drink water so at a certain speed it's so what did we learn that's when you probably need more electrolytes at that to consume point. it exactly ah. so you gotta, that's why i said there's a balance right you're you're 
water your body is 75 percent water right yeah. like that's 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 just how that works right so your body's only going to hold so much more additional water so you need the electrolytes in there again to balance out that homeostasis at the cellular level to allow your body to then absorb and actually process and benefit from the water that you're in t- intaking otherwise it's just passing through it's like a highway it's right. in and it's coming out you know what i mean right yeah so for for beginners, if you're not drinking water, try to drink one bottle of water a day. Don't get a gallon. Like, don't buy a gallon of Deer Park and try to drink that as your bottle. Like, <laughs> give it one of the 16 ounces and consistently do that. And then obviously, you know, measure that with, you know, when you're urinating to see, you know, what the color it is and then, you know, make progress. And obviously, finallyfit.live, start yes. working out and then you can get more information there. For sure. But, yeah. Yeah. So is that it? Do that for you after that? Yeah. Okay. We're always going to double back. Like I said, we're going to be good on time. So we can always come back. <laughs> Jordan has like two or three more things for this question. So we're going to uh, double back to this one. Gotcha. All right. So question number two, since we talked about drinking water and working out mm-hmm. and we talked about how much water you should drink afterwards and before workout, let's talk about protein shakes. Should you drink it before or after you work out? Okay. Depends. <laughs> How do you know? It. How do you know? So let me <laughs> So it, I'm gonna. It, it does depend. Um, so technically, it depends on what your goals are as a a and your in your fitness journey, right? Um, the best caloric management technique is to consume protein consistently throughout the day, day um, minimal um, about three times a day, right? Um, that being said, it does not necessarily have to be in the form of a shake. It can be in meals, um, as well as fluids, right? So it can be solid or, or liquid. Um, but the question to answer the question directly, should you do a protein shake before or after you work out? If I had to pick one, I would say after, um, why the primary, I- <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Corey. We're not giving neither neither of us giving each other a break today. <laughs> We've been so aggressive towards each other. Are you going to speak? Or are you? <laughs> oh, oh man! My goodness, the comfortability. Ultimately, protein's purpose. I mean, it has multiple functions in the body, right? Um, one of the one of the functions is to be used as energy, but the other one is to repair um, ripped my muscle fibers. Um, post-workout so that is why i would recommend having protein after a workout the primary i would say protein's primary purpose because even for energy right it's technically a secondary source of energy to carbohydrates okay so the only i don't want to say the only but your, your body primarily only starts using protein to break you know for energy if it can't if you don't have any carbs uh, that's what made the the keto diet so such a big such a big thing right if you uh, okay. if you I, I, basically how that diet works for those for our listeners um basically you you deprive your body of carbohydrates so it, if it's if it's missing its primary source of energy it by default it yeah, go back uh, up. yeah it goes to proteins and then uh the tertiary form of energy is fats so literally in that order it's carbs proteins fats so you burn through protein which you're constantly consuming on the on the keto diet and then when you're out of protein what does it do your body starts working on fat um you're basically putting your body in a state called ketosis, where it's burning fat consistently due to lack of carbohydrates. So you're you're giving your body just enough protein, so you're not you know in a starving state. But then once that protein is gone, it goes through the process of burning fat. So from a science standpoint, I get it. Um, there are also side effects to the keto diet, which we're not going to discuss right now. But it's 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 not that great. Um, that being said, bringing back full circle, um, having protein. After your workout, there's this thing called the anabolic window. 
um, which is basically the heightened period in which you're, <laughs> I'm not even going to give you the opportunity to ask me what that is. Uh, <laughs> the anabolic window is the heightened period in which your body is able to absorb nutrients. So immediately within, well, not immediately, within 20 to 50 minutes of fo uh, following a, a workout in which you've torn some muscle fibers, your body is actually almost twice as efficient to, um, twice as efficient in the process of um, absorbing macronutrients. So that is the optimal window in which to provide your body protein. So what protein does is, again, it's used as energy, as a, as a secondary form of energy, but it also has amino acids and amino acids go, are broken down and used in your muscle fibers to then repair uh, the ripped tissue that is uh, created throughout your workout, right? So basically, essentially what you're doing when you're working out is you're, you're tearing your muscle fibers and then you use protein to fill in the cracks to create larger muscles. That's how muscle growth happens. So optimally, you would like to have your protein post-workout. Um, if you're having a pre-workout, it's purely as a caloric management technique because you haven't done the work to rip those muscle fibers yet. So it doesn't have the uh, restorative properties that it would have post-workout. So again, you can have it before, you can have it after, but optimally, you would like to have it after. Yeah, so pre not like pre-workout, but, you know, just they say you don't work out at all that day. That's just because you want to eat a certain amount of protein to keep your weight up slash gain weight. So you might just be having a protein shake. Correct. Essentially to compensate for a meal that day. Correct. Right. Yeah. So ultimately, you post-workout is the way to go, man. Get those protein shakes ready. I usually pre-make mine and then I just store it in the fridge. That way I already prepare for the anabolic window post-workout and then I just consume it after the workout. Again, within that twenty to fifty minute period post post workout. Oh, it's, it's twenty to fifty minutes. It's twenty to fifty. Okay, minutes. good because I'm about to flame you up because we definitely can't do it twenty minutes after we work out because yeah. <laughs> somebody somebody is talking. Yeah, oh, exactly. <laughs> I was about but to say. I, well, what I do is I, I get you to your anabolic window, right? Because it's not immediately following workout. It's, uh, it's it's well, I got a shower afterwards though. The, That's why I thought you were saying it was like twenty minutes. Like only I thought you were saying it's twenty minutes right after, but you're saying it's twenty to fifty minutes. So it's a thirty it's minute. It's a thirty minute window. Correct. But it's twenty minutes after. It's like the rain. Yeah. When so you're driving. It's twenty. So it's a thirty minute window, like you window, said. The range yeah. is thirty minutes, but it starts to, twenty minutes after. Correct. Okay. So you got your body has to cool down. There's like a cool down period, which is that twenty minutes, right? That's right. why it's like when it, once it gets back to, uh, it's it's version of a resting heart rate. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Then your your body's at the point where it's like, all right, give me what you got. Right. And that's when you want to administer that that protein. You still um, be pushing it though. I'm like, <laughs> let's not I'm not about the line. You got 30, you got thirty minutes, bro. Right? Hey, it, it takes five minutes to consume a protein shake. Take the, hey. consume the protein shake prior to the the shower. shower. Now you know I, I got to get shower right afterwards. Uh, look, man, what do you want me to tell you? The anabolic window is twenty hey, fifty minutes. Yeah, no, it's, it's my mom. It's my mom. It's my mom. And my dad's fault. They made me. So I mean, I mean, it's, I don't gotta, take a thirty minute shower. You know, I got to get. The, I'm just saying, I got to get the sweat off me immediately. <laughs> I do. I do do my best to make my shake before um we work out that's you have you seen that quarter are you at <laughs> <Make it. laughs> he does do that <laughs> oh my goodness but uh yeah so is that all you had for the protein shake um so again i'm gonna, I mean, I'm gonna just circle back so protein shakes uh the average protein shake is about 20 to 30 grams of protein per scoop so you want to make sure you get uh, I usually do about two scoops. Um, my serving size is technically, I mean, it, it varies depending on what brand of protein you're using. So definitely read the nutrition facts. That's why I always tell you guys to read the nutrition facts. Reading is fundamental, like liter literally, okay? Um, so you want to read the nutrition facts and see what it is for your brand. But usually most of them are two scoops. 
Um, so you want to get about uh, 40 to 60 grams of protein in a in a um, in a single protein shake. That's that's usually optimal. Uh, yeah. Now I think I'm done. That's, that's it? it. Yeah. All right. Third and final question. I forgot to do this though too. Locked and loaded. That's supposed to be my outro, the final outro when we switch over. Whatever. <laughs> Anyways, all right, final question. What and I by the way, y'all see, look, we on it today, not even forty minutes yet. Forty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> what does working out with a purpose look like? Or as we call it, overall health conscious. What does that look like? Very vague and wide open question. It is. <laughs> Working out with the purpose. So I know we've talked about this before, but we're going to talk about it again. Discipline, right? Discipline is a key word when we're talking about working out with a purpose. You want to plan for how you're going to um, go through your fitness journey. That's ultimately what it comes down to when you're talking about working out with a purpose. Um, if you really want to be efficient and maximize your gains or whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish to hit your goal, Ultimately, you need to plan. If you fail to plan, you're planning to fail. Okay. Mm. Um, All right. Well, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Man, bring that back. Look. Hey, man. look, y'all. Look, we we syncing up with the soundboard. We got it. Hold on. I said, bring it back. Now. Look, one more time. Go ahead. One more time. <laughs> so, if you fail to plan, you're planning to fail. Mm. Literally, setting out the 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 milestones and how you want to achieve your goal is key to being able to working out with a purpose. Um. What you want to do is you we talked about this, the smart assessment before is specifics, measurable, achievable reward time and then smarter external resources um, when you're 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 planning out your goal. And what that does is it basically covers um, how you what what you want to do and what time you want to do it, how you want to get there and specifically the implementation that you're going to do to to achieve that goal. Right. And then how you're going to reward yourself when you get there. Um all that is is is, is a a I don't want to say it's fitness specific because people use the the smart method for multiple things. Um, yeah. But it's a it's a form of planning that that's what you're doing. You're you're planning out how you want to achieve this process. So circling back to the question, what does working out with a purpose look like? You you want to get in. You want to have a routine. Okay. I always tell the Fit Fam shout out to the Fit Fam. I'm gonna plug y'all every episode because y'all be out here working. Um. You want to have a routine. You want to get up and get that workout in early, so you already have your um your your fitness goal for the day knocked out. Right, the, the best feeling in the world is getting up, executing what you've already planned, and having the rest of the rest of the day to yourself. Right, uh, don't don't play around with it because because life happens. Uh, ultimately, what will happen? <laughs> you said don't play around with it. Don't play around. I with am it. terribly immature. <laughs> Oh man, I gotta hit you with this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't play around with your goal. The ultimately, as the day goes on, you'll find reasons not to um to hit your 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 fitness goal for the day. And it's it's almost sad sometimes how fitness is is the first thing on the chopping block when when stress stressful environment for the day um when it, when when stress emerges in your in your day right um fitness seems to be the first thing that kind of gets pushed off. It's like oh, I'll get to it tomorrow, but Honestly, if you're if you're not healthy, you're not allowed or you're not allowed. You won't be around to do all these other things that you're prioritizing mm. in front of fitness. Mm. OK, so you, you, you have to you have to take your 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 fitness journey seriously, um, even if it's not to 
you know, become a bodybuilder or to be a model, right? You, you, you have to be healthy, okay? You don't have to have these crazy fitness goals, but you at least need to be healthy, meaning you need to prioritize uh, the maintenance that's necessary to keep your body in, uh, in, in prime condition. Um, that being said, you need to uh, execute your routine. So get up early, get that workout in, um, and, and plan what exactly your workout is going to look like when you get in to um, your environment to execute that, that workout, right? So if you're trying to create a caloric deficit and you're trying to burn as many calories as possible, that might, it's probably a cardio-based workout, but that's something you should know prior to getting to that time slot in which you set aside for your fitness journey, right? If I, when I wake up in the morning, I'm not trying to figure out what I'm going to do that day. I want to be on autopilot. I'm going to go. Uh, so when we get up, um, a lot, again, a lot of the FitFam, I think now is converted to morning style type workouts. When we get up in the morning, we, we just execute. We get up. I lay my clothes out the night before. I'm talking about everything is on autopilot. I lay literally down to the socks. I lay every game, everything out the night before because, I mean, it's early, right? Let's be honest. Half of us aren't morning people. I'm not a morning person. I don't think anybody's a morning person. I mean, like, you know, the 1%. Like, like it, who? I feel about morning people the same way I feel about people who say alcohol tastes good. You're a liar. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's you, you're telling the truth, man. Like, no, nobody is a morning person, right? But what you got to do is plan to get up and get it in, so you you can make the most of of that time. Um, so I lay out my clothes the night before. I plan exactly what I'm going to do the night before. I um, I do a mixture personally. I do a mixture of cardio and strength training in the morning. So I, as you should as a personal trainer. <laughs> thank you. You know, I'm trying to. You know, again, you have to be in shape, please. <laughs> lead that it. Lead by what? Well, We'll save that for another episode. Right. I've, I've actually had someone tell me that you don't have to be in shape to be a personal trainer. Wait, hold on. I, put it like this. You come to me, you're not in shape. Hey, I'm not in shape. You want me to be your personal trainer? I'm literally hurt. I'm literally hurt. Every time we play that, I'm probably going to be borderline crying in tears. It's just so funny. Because, I mean, <laughs> ultimately, you have to look the part. And this isn't just fitness, right? I mean, with anything that you do, I want a teacher who looks like the result of whatever it is I'm going to them for, right? Where if you, if, I mean, for my, my finance coach, you you got to... You, you you gotta have some funds so right like, don't like, don't expose me too much you know i'm just no, i'm I, you know i'm not yes Corey, show, help us get a house and you don't have one you still live at home no nah, but i mean <laughs> hey you know me i'm gonna put you m but i know something about you i'm gonna put i'm gonna put everything out myself that way i'm covered right. oh, man. i mean but he put he puts he put some of the work he showed us results prior to becoming our you know our our finance coach right so i mean that being said from a fitness perspective how many people want an out of shape personal trainer? I mean, you you got to look the part, bro. Like it's, it's they don't it's, exist. They they do exist. I've seen this before. I've I've had a a session. I'm I'm trying to be as vague as possible. I had a session taught at a place by a person who was overweight, and they I mean, were they doing the exercises? They were doing the exercises, but it's just like I I don't understand. Did you pay to go to that class? I did not pay to go. Well, that, that's, what talk, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Anyway. Gotcha. It's just, but it's it's just one of those things where it's like I don't understand how you have a following if you don't look. It's almost it literally comes down to practice what you preach, right? Mm. If you're, I mean, practice what you preach. If, <laughs> he gave it to himself. If you, 
if you're not implementing what you're telling me to do, why would I do it? No, I mean, in school, most people who are business teachers have never had a business. So that is like, yeah, I mean, that's Dave Ram says, they say, you don't want a shop teacher that has no fingers. What you been cutting yourself, yeah. clearly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, look, I mean, yes, you should. People can speak on things. You know, everyone doesn't to speak on something. You don't have to have done it. But at the end of the day, if you're going to be paying someone uh, to educate you on something outside of college, <laughs> Because <laughs> I mean, I mean, that, that's what the business teacher is. It has no business. So right. I have to throw that caveat in there. But yeah, you want to hope they have done it at least some point in time. Yeah. I mean, experience. Right. That's that's ultimately what it comes down to. Even if you're not in shape while you're teaching this class, I need you to have had some type of experience with fitness, with a fitness lifestyle. You're going to teach me about fitness at some point in time. Right. You, even if you don't look the part now, you need to tell me you you retired collegiate, you know, be football yeah, player that, that did something right. Like you, you have to be have been exposed to this lifestyle at some point to be able to teach it to me. Because otherwise it's. Yeah. Tell you, me. Tell me you took weight training in high school, not walking wellness. Well, I mean, how about this? Tell me you at least took gym every as many times as you could. Exactly. You some people easy. A. But like some people, like, I'm not taking gym this year. What? <laughs> or GPA boost at at like worst case scenario. Like, you know, because oh if you goodness. ask me, do I do I want an out of shape person to be my trainer? I'm gonna hit you with the. Oh hey, no! Hey, I'm a, <laughs> hey, hey. They they not gonna be able to lift up the bar. I'm gonna be like, he needs some milk. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Gosh, but bringing it back full circle, <laughs> what does working out with a purpose look like? So yes, you just want to be mindful of the task, dedicate that that time for to hit your goals. You want to uh, plan before you go to execute, and you want to be consistent. Consistency is key. Um, I think a lot of people. I was actually going to say this for my think piece, but I think a lot of people fail to realize, like just not even just fitness, but in every aspect of life, consistency is really um, the key to to hitting that finish line. Um, at some point, you, you just got to keep chipping away at it. And everybody's journey is different, meaning what you do and what your results look like will be different from what my results look like. But that mm. being said, you're you're still going to hit your goal. And then it, 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 the, the time may change. Uh, the level of effort may be different. Um, but eventually, if you keep chipping away at it, it's, it's, again, it's like a tree in a forest. If you just keep hacking away at it and hacking away at it and every day. You just keep hacking away at it. You know what I mean? Our trees are different sides, but eventually you'll get it cut down, right? That's that's and that is the end result. Consistency. Keep I, I can work with someone who just keeps coming back every day if they're willing to again put in put in the work and show up, right? Mm-hmm. Those are the, the bare minimum requirements to, to hit your your goals. And again, in anything, not just fitness. You you got you gotta put in the work and you gotta keep coming back. All right. So that being said, that's that's what a what a health conscious lifestyle looks like. You you gotta plan have a routine and keep coming back and put in the maximum effort when you when you do come back right keep keep trying and every day is not going to be a great day i don't I, i'm i'm not going to make it seem like you're supposed to be a robot when you're hitting your your, your fitness journey right you're going to have days where you burn you know a thousand calories and then you have days where you burn 200 and that and that's okay but guess what you put in some work every 24 hours you know what i mean you just you just keep chipping away at it and chipping away at it because ultimately it's it's a i always say this for the the fit fam sustainable healthy lifestyle right we're making lifestyle changes this is not something that you're just going to do temporarily like again i i practice what i preach when you know I me mean, when, when talking to my clients because 
I, I do this, right? I get up and run all the time. Like literally, I mean, I try to do it every day. If I can't do it every day, I get on the bike. Uh, I play basketball. I do, you know, there's some type of physical activity occurring on a 24 hour basis because I can't tell you to do that and not be doing that, right? Consistency is key. Put in the work and, and you'll produce the results that you want. You know, another word for consistency is what? Discipline. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness, for those of you who thought you dodged the word discipline on this episode, because I have brought it back, yeah, consistency, discipline, exactly, it's the exact same thing, because you can't be disciplined if you're not consistent, and if you're consistent, then you are, by definition, disciplined. There you go. <laughs> Look how we synergize that. Perfect. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. So, hey, you're just, nah, we, I'm going to save that later. We're going to keep gonna that in the bag. Put yeah, that one Maybe okay. next episode. Gotcha. All right. So, that's all you had for what does it look like to be working out with the purpose or to be quote unquote health conscious? Yes. You just, Oh, one last thing. Okay. One last thing. When we talking about diet, you just got to, you have to be, again, I think I said mindful, but you just have to be mindful of the, the, the health decisions that you're making throughout the day. Right. Um, if you're, again, if your goal is to create a caloric deficit, um, or even if it is, is to, to gain muscle, you need to eat a certain amount of protein, right? Whether it's caloric deficit or or, or, or to gain muscle mass, you still have to make mindful decisions throughout the day and, and nutrition lifestyle. I'm not going to dive too deep into that, but you, you just got to make the right choices. And again, with creating the sustainable, healthy lifestyle habits, um, our, our goal, again, with Finally Fit is to, to train you to be able to recognize those in real time. Uh, so you'll start off slower. We... We, we recommend basically you tracking your calories and, and measuring your service sizes, serving sizes at first. But then after a while, what happens is you've done it so much where you start to be able to make these decisions in real time. And it doesn't have to be super dramatic changes. Like people automatically assume the word diet and they're just like, or they see the word diet and they just assume like salads all the time. And it doesn't have to be salads constantly every day, right? It just has to be, again, balanced macros and caloric management techniques and getting a caloric deficit throughout the day um, and making small tweaks to your diet as you as you go through this um your, your your daily processes will allow you to create that caloric deficit just again chipping away consistency one decision at a time you might uh have a meal and decide to just not get sauce on it for, for what like let's say you get some some chicken and rice and you decide not to put some type of gravy on top that's probably less 100 calories less right there because you'd be surprised how much um Things like that add calories to your meal. So that's that's one small tweak that you can make every time you have, you know, something with some sauce or just get less sauce, right? Get half that amount. Just literally, you can when you go to a restaurant, you can tell people, hey, put the sauce on the side. And then you be an adult and be health conscious and then administer the sauce on your food. You know what I mean? So then you're you're aware that you're now what? Being health conscious. And preserving those calories by not administering the, the full serving size or not having sauce at all. Um, yep. But that being said, just be mindful of your nutrition when throughout the, going throughout your fitness journey. Yep. No, diet and budget are the same thing. You're, you're already on it. Everyone's on it, some type of diet. That's that's what it is. And everyone's on a type of budget. It's just like a diet. 
you need to at least just track what you're eating first. Don't even try to cut or, you know, add things. Just know what you're putting into your body. Same thing with a budget. Write down how much money you make, how much you spend, at, like, to start out if you're struggling to do it. I tell people that all the time. I'm on a diet. They'd be like, what? Diet does not mean, I'm, one, I'm trying to gain weight. I'm not trying to eat this junk food. That's why that's what I mean I'm on a diet. I'm trying to, I'm eating. <laughs> I feel like they treat it like diet and budgets like curse words. They though. are. Like people, it's just, it's, but it's like, if I say the word nutrition, you realize I'm talking about the same thing, right? Yeah. But nutrition is acceptable. But diet yeah. is like, you're trying to restrict me. It's like, no. I just want you to be more mindful of your decisions. Y'all want to be on my diet because I'm trying to gain weight. So I get to eat whatever I want. (laughs) I don't, not true. But at the end of the day, like I'm trying to get as many calories. I'm not, I'm adding calories into my diet. Right. Right. When someone's trying to lose weight, they're trying to cut. Now me, Yep, I'll go ahead and eat this whole bag of cookies a day. Then I'll just work out. You know, at least I'm getting my calories up. <laughs> Jordan's like, no, that's not how it is. That's, 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 that's not, not how it is. But hey. Do not eat the whole bag of cookies. Yeah, don't eat the whole bag of cookies. But Maybe have an extra chicken breast with your meal. Yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. Look, that's why he's a personal trainer. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> but yeah, that, but you know me, I'm always big about figuring out the true foundational origin of something. You start looking up the definition of words and what they originally meant, right? People redefine things how they want to now mm-hmm. i i do my best depending on what it is and if it benefits me or not to not <laughs> <laughs> to not do that that's why i found out like father the father isn't male it doesn't mean male but oh. it means nourish and then mother is nurture right? okay so father would be the thing that provides resources or sources sustainability whatever we're not doing that right now yeah, look. But back to the words and defining. They start started looking things up. I talk about the husband, right, and things of that nature. What economy means? It means household management, right? And then husband does the managing. So husbands, if your economics or finance are in order, then how are you managing your household? Which you're probably not. Yep. And then finances is the main reason you get divorced. So there goes your household in shambles. Look with his his word origin his. It's over nine thousand. No power no. level, man. Let's be clear. How? What's their power level now? I, <laughs> it's got to be at least ten times. Listen, we, his, they, his, it, it was over nine thousand without Ko Ken. So they just break the scouting. Yeah, they break, they, 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 they just, just, he crushed it in this one too. They, <laughs> when they get so mad and they crush it, it's <laughs> like. <laughs> They can sense, they sense it now, though, right. but the yeah. internals got her. But it's got to be like we talk about millions of points, right? I like, would assume so, but we're gonna get back on track. Gotcha. All right. <laughs> now, yeah, I, so I'll never forget about Dragon Ball. I mean that the power. It's over nine thousand. It's not going. It's not going anywhere. So it'll pop back up in my head. But gotcha. yeah, is that all you have for the fitness? Yes, sir. I think all righty. So we are locked and loaded, and we are on to the. Finance, finance section. Segment. segment segment. Here comes the money. Who knows? Here comes the money. Money, money, money. Gang, gang. Let's go. Alrighty. Alright, ladies and gents, we are now into the finance section of our podcast. First question. You ready? Born. <laughs> Born. Born. I mean, it's like, just do, <laughs> let's do this. Alright. So, first question. What does budgeting with a purpose look like or overall wealth conscious look like? For those of you paying attention, isn't this the same question I just asked Jordan? Yeah, look at that synergy. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I set it up that way. All right. Yeah. So <laughs> wealth conscious. So as we say, right, it's not I don't know what to say for fitness, but for finances, you're not cheap or frugal. You're. Wealth conscious. wealth conscious right so it would that's that's what it looks like not being cheap or frugal but you're just everything i've always said you're on a budget i as jordan was saying about the smarter goals 
and I was saying with expectations, you have to start defining things. I was having a conversation yesterday with one of my clients. She's probably gonna be mad I called her a client, but I'm working on the you know attorney client privilege, but because <laughs> she doesn't care. <laughs> but as I was working with as you and your wife as well, the transition from into oh, my bad, the transition into. Uh, essentially building wealth. And I'll save this for the generational wealth part because I have a whole spiel on it for there. But defining your goals. So a lot, it's like, how, how do I start investing, Corey? Uh, you, there, there's one thing you can invest in too, excuse me. You can invest in yourself or you can invest into a business. And I'm using business as vague as I can get with business, right? Because stocks, equities, stock market, those are, those are all businesses <laughs> you can invest in commodities right technically but i mean stock market you're trying to invest in businesses real estate i mean i consider that a bit that's, that's a business i mean that's a business real estate is a whole business in and of itself i guess you consider crypto not businesses but that just showed up in the last 10 years so my bad and then that's it i mean if you want to make money out of side of your nine to five but even if you invest in yourself you know you are a business so you, just, you can only you can only invest in a business, but I'm saying that to say define your goals. So and define as I said, define things, and you you can not like how we define things on here, but at least define them for yourself. I say there are four things you can spend money on, four major categories, and I someone would be very hard pressed to prove me wrong on these four categories. But it's necessities, debt, investments, or lifestyle. That there aren't there are no other categories that you can spend money on. Bring it back. Necessities. Four okay. categories okay. that you can spend money on. Major categories. Uh-huh. Necessities. Gotcha. Debt. Investments and lifestyle. Okay. There's, I mean, I, there's nothing else because investments, in short, would what you would do for business stuff, right? And then if it's not a need, then it's a want and wants. The lifestyle and wants are the same thing. That would be your lifestyle inflation. There's, I, there's nothing else. I mean, <laughs> I'm saying that because people are like, when I say define things, a lot of people probably are going to be like, what do you mean investment? Like there are four things. So when you have your income, you're going to first, you should spend it on your financial house or the necessities. Mm -hmm. Then if you have debt, it's, and I said those in order, necessities, debt payments, investments, lifestyle, you would pay debt if you have that because you need to pay your debt. <laughs> they start taking stuff where you don't pay your debt. Okay, and it makes it very hard. Now you have to pay me money and I have to help you. I'm joking. You have to pay me money. But uh, so, <laughs> so then you have uh, debt. And then after that, you're either going to spend money to help increase your net worth, which is investments. You're going to invest in something, right? Or you're going to spend it on something that is not a need or debt and it's not an investment, which means it has to be a want, right? Because if you're spending on something that's a want and it makes you money, that's an investment. Like, you see, you lucked out, right? <laughs> you lucked out people who, you know, uh, lease a car for their business. Like, I want this car, but I'm going to use it to write. You know, you, you got two for one, so technically it's an investment, right? And you're leveraging the fact that you can write that off on your taxes. But you got to start defining things. What does wealth conscious look like? As always, recommend. First thing. Building the team. You got to build a team. You got to build a team, right? The second thing, mental makeup. You got to understand who you are, right? And how you actually manage your finances. You want to get yourself into a position where you're budgeting. You're not wealth conscious if you're not budgeting, right? You're not wealth conscious if you don't know how to track your transactions. That's the first thing you need to, first two things you need to do, because that is usually going to, as I said, it's not going to answer, but it's because you might not like the answer, but it's going to give you the answer to usually all of your finance questions. Again, even from a business standpoint, I mean, you, you make a certain amount of money. You have some revenue coming in, right? You know, P&L. Right, and then you have something coming out, your losses, your outgo. And you got some money left over. You're going to use that for marketing, right? 
research and development, you know, all these different types of things. I mean, it's the same way with your personal finances. It's no different. It's just different from, you know, tax standpoint and all different things you can buy. But you have to define um, how you want to set up your finances. Right. Second thing, as I said, define how you want to handle debt and handle it that way. See, all my stuff links up. Right. Remember necessities. Right. Budgeting, tracking transactions. First Mm -hmm. thing you budget for. Right. Is your financial house. Then you get into your debt. Like either that's a define again. I didn't even know I said define. I'm back to the word defining. Define how you want to handle debt. And a lot of you don't want to define how you want to handle debt because you don't want to pay off your debt. So you still have the excuse that you're not succeeding financially. Well, I got all this student loan debt. See, a lot, I'll get into this with the generational wealth, but a lot of you aren't, maybe not, you have not been prepared, right? Because you grew up financially literate, right? Welcome to America. But you, when you are faced with a decision where, Hey, you got a worst case scenario. You're supposed to retire with ten million dollars and to pay for a home. A lot, a lot of you, because if once you pay off your debt, you'll be in that position, and you would then. Then what's the excuse? What's the excuse? I, I, I don't know. That will law and order. We need to get live. We need. <laughs> we need to get Olivia Benson and Detective David figure it out. <laughs> yeah, Ice T to help you figure it out. But a lot of you don't want to be in that position. where like, oh, what do you mean? I actually have to pay for stuff myself <laughs> a lot of you aren't i i deal with it a lot i see people's like you know you have to pay for this be an adult right you put all this time in to get your education and to work and make all this money to, to pay for things because things 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 cost money i don't mean to laugh but it's just like it'd be hilarious to me because i don't understand why you're putting all this work and then you don't want to spend the money, but then you're not even investing. It's different if like you for people who want to just invest. Okay, cool. But it's when you don't got no investments, ain't got no money saved, ain't got all this debt, and you're struggling. It's like, well, why are you putting all this work in then? If you're gonna struggle, struggle on 60k issues, not you know 150k issues. <laughs> they way worse. <laughs> way worse. Don't want to put in the work or put in the work and don't want to spend the money. Bruh. Get it together, y'all. <laughs> Yeah, so that that's what you do there. A lot of people when they're faced with that, it's like, oh, I actually, because that's the thing. People want to invest. It's like, are you ready for the pressure? Because that's the thing. We can run your we can run your ROI out, you know, 20, 30, 40 years on when you start investing X amount of dollars. They're, they're calculus. See, 40, 50 years ago, you know, I wouldn't want to do this compound interest math. But now we got the Internet. So it, it literally, it's literally, you know, it's a nice little software. I put in, you know, four or five digits and I can tell you how much money you should have in the next 40 years. Like, <laughs> it's real quick. Cool. Jordan's laughing because I did it. Like, yeah, you, you did. You, you did. See, and I told I looked and said, this is how much money I'm supposed to have. Worst case. <laughs> so, it, that, that's on you if you don't hit it. So a lot of people aren't ready for that pressure. And then um, on top of that, living wealth conscious. So we'll get into the lifestyle for the last thing. As I said, you probably don't need to be taking any vacations, um, not just because you can't afford it from a generational wealth standpoint. When you see how much money, I mean, as I said, you're not, I can't wait to, I'm going to have to figure this out and just do it because I can't wait to do generational wealth talk and all this <laughs> stuff. But I mean, you can't, oh, I want to take these vacations. No, you can't literally double meeting. You can't afford to take the vacation. You don't have the money to, to actually pay for it overall, right? And then on top of that, when you look at a generational wealth standpoint, your first generation, so you got to build a foundation. So you have to make the bigger sacrifices. Like it's the ultimate, ultimate long play uh, for some of you. And I'm again, I'm sorry that you're you're not coming from wealth. It's not it's not my fault by definition. It's, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> As I said, a lot of the financial uh, literacy your parents and grandparents are supposed to give you, I am sorry. I don't know what to say. But then, like I said, a lot of you want to make decisions your kids and grandkids get to make, and you're just you just weren't afforded. There we go, double mean in that position. And that's your parents and grandparents' fault. And then when I get to that Bible talk, y'all black people are going to be mad. And I say, Grandma, what, did you skip all the Proverbs? Clearly. 
I mean, we'll just leave it this way. The ball was dropped, and here we are. So <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> thank, thank God the internet exists, right? Yeah, that that's the one thing with millennials, our generation, all the previous generations. You can make the excuse where you didn't have, they didn't have access to the information. We, our generation, the, that excuse is, is permanently ended unless we get rid of the internet, which will be a terrible day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be unemployed. <laughs> Look, no internet. <laughs> That's got all right. For y'all oh who don't goodness. know, that's got to be our favorite soundboard. Yo, my chest hurts. Is that <laughs> is that funny? Is that funny? But uh, <laughs> yeah, our general millennials. We we and obviously, I don't know. I think it's zennials, right? It's after us, but they haven't defined the generation a- after that yet. They haven't said because I don't think zennials. That's their name. No, zennials after us. I'm talking about the generation after the Zennials. So we're Generation Y. Right. So they're Generation Z. So right. I call them Zen- Zennials. Okay. Uh, I, I never heard them. I, I knew Generation Z. I never heard them called Zennials. Yeah, they're called Zennials. And cool. so that's um that's like, well, the 90s babies, some of them are trying so hard to still be um, Millennials. Yeah. Right. But um, I think it's Millennials end at 96? 96. Yes. So and then 90, 97 people are like, wait, wait, wait. So, but you know, obviously 2000, 2021, that's not the same generation. The the generation is about 15 years or so. So they have, you know, I don't know what the generation is. Probably start around 2015, 16. They haven't said what that's called yet. But that, I mean, that generation, will ha- they, they can't have any excuses. Gotcha. They, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's the generation. They call them the iPad generation. Does that, that's them. One, two years old with an iPad. Yeah. Uh, you, they, so, you know, we have, we fortunately and unfortunately, like I said, you guys don't have the excuse for not having access to information. Even people who are struggling, you know, in poverty, the hood's on the internet. Like they, so they got internet. Like it's again, discipline, consistency, choosing what to use. So you got to make you know the best use of your time, and like I said, hypocrites get on social media to listen to us, right, and then get off of it. But you can be on social media, just you know, uh, change up who you're following, mm-hmm. and that way you're ingesting, right, digesting, getting the proper nutrients, right, out of what um, you're taking in every day on a daily basis. I was telling Jordan this, like you got got to start following more fitness, you know, more fitness and health related stuff. I'm doing my best of you know siphoning out the artists with more finance uh, information. Um, and also to don't hold it back. I think a little baby said this, right? There's enough money for all of us. So, you know, I, I have no issue sharing other people's finance stuff. Obviously they're all bigger than me, but you know, I, cause I, I mean, there, there are multiple ways to get it out here. I'm not just do what I do. So, right. I, you know, I want people to be successful financially. Um, and so yeah, got to promote that. And it definitely does help you just open your, your eyes and ears up to other perspectives and other opinions with, within right. your, your realm of expertise that you're following. Right. So, yeah. I, I definitely I'm, I'm learning. No, yeah, I be looking at them like, bro, they all wrong. But yeah. you know, <laughs> I'm joking. I am joking. I am gleaning off of some of the stuff. I mean, some of the stuff it'd, it'd be like, yeah, that's more. That's more of how I feel the t- the teaching should be done. And some I do obviously from the very beginning. I don't I don't care where you think you at. You ain't got no budget. But I'm anti showing people who have bad credit how to get good credit and take out a loan. That that's they're they're not good with debt. So they. Sh- um, I, I when I see that stuff, I'm like, hey, all y'all credit is bad, so y'all can't use debt. So let me show you how to get credit, so you can get debt that you don't know how to use. It's sort of like people who can't drive. Like we'll just t- we'll take their light. Nope, 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 nope. You, we don't put you in a faster car. <laughs> like <laughs> let me show you how to drive, and then get you out this Prius that you kept wrecking, and put you in a Mustang. Had, if it's some a lot, 
Now, people probably do drive faster cars, but you got a Camaro. But you start getting in these 250, 300 horsepower and torque cars on a front wheel drive. I can imagine a rear wheel. You need a new license. Mm-hmm. I think I think once you get over 500 combi- combined torque and horsepower, you need to get a new license. It's too much power in a car. Because mm-hmm. I have a, a core, but I have a, um, I have a two liter, which is technically a V6. Mm-hmm. So I got 250 horse and 270 torque. Yeah. And it's front wheel. Nope. No, no, no. And there's and not, that's not a lot. Yeah. The, their car has got double, triple what I have right. four times. I'm like, no, no. <laughs> you can, you can. Uh, and I'm some. Well, I'm not gonna put my people have ridden with me. You be grabbing on the OS handle, so I be whipping. I can say that. Everybody, everybody know you get in the car with me. You better put that seatbelt on. <laughs> have you seen the one uh, video? It's like when the the person like sits up in the seat and he like locking and driving. They like they about to make this joint float. Nah, my friends send that probably like once a year yeah. to me. <laughs> hey, hey, we going somewhere far? I'm gonna get the, get us there faster, and you gonna be like, dang, we already here. Yep, we. I'm I'm, 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 I'm driving the speed limit though. <laughs> I probably drove over time. It was yeah. yeah. I mean, we got there. I'm you still were, here. Yeah, I mean, that was an act, though. Ah. That was <laughs> that was in Betsy. Oh my goodness, yes, that was my bottle is my car's name now. But yeah, that was Betsy. Yeah, TSX. But anyways, yeah. Woo, woo, let me uh bring it back. Let me bring it back to the wealth conscious. <laughs> yeah, that's what you do. So define define things. Define things. Understand that you have to pay for your necessities first. If you're not paying for your necessities first, that doesn't make sense. I call that financial house. You can go on my Instagram. I have a highlight there that defines the sixth thing in the financial house. But in short, if you are struggling to feed your kids, that's because your grocery bill is not first in your budget, and it should be first because that is the main thing. And anyone who wants to fight with me on food first, that's cool. You're struggling to eat. That doesn't make sense. Second thing is if you have debt, you have to pay debt. Because if you don't pay your debt, they usually take things because unless it's a credit card, but then that, you know, push your credit score all low. But then, you know, you have liens on things and they'll go and take that. You don't pay your car car note, they'll come and take your car because it's mm-hmm. not yours. You don't pay your mortgage, they'll come and take your mortgage because it's not yours. That's mm-hmm. why I speak on outright ownership, no lien. So you don't have to worry about that. When you lose the payment, right, then on top of that, you don't have to worry about somebody taking it. Obviously, this America taxes, but everyone always brings that up about the taxes. You always got to pay taxes in America on stuff. Obviously, when you get up there in money, there are ways to get around that, but y'all don't like that. So... <laughs> <laughs> that's pick a side yeah okay. people people be like man i'm tired of paying these taxes okay there's ways you don't have to pay them man i want people to pay their taxes okay it's the same same person yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right the third thing investments right you got it you got to invest you got to spend your money so you can have wealth right and you can afford to go on vacations which is second i mean excuse me fourth in the lifestyle so yeah that would be wealth conscious defining things understanding there are really only four main things that you can spend money on and then prioritize how you want to spend spend that money all right yeah that's it i mean I, that was that was a good answer I yeah mean, i mean you came out here i mean you could was... <laughs> hey i'm always like hey born ready look. again born in arizona to so, see you know hot, hot 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 look up if you don't know where yuma arizona is look it's almost mexico no. <laughs> <laughs> literally i think i watched a video on facebook where they were cooking eggs on the ground out there is that, the, is that... yeah you can cook yeah okay. yeah that's what i'm saying if you don't know where yuma arizona is it is it's almost mexico when i was born um my mom was afraid they were gonna. She probably messed up this, but they, uh, they. I mean, they were doing. They were, you know, they were kidnapping babies because the, the border is right there. <laughs> <laughs> so when I was born, she didn't. I didn't get to like do all the. Just you leave the room and stuff. Right. And whenever I left the room, my dad had to go with me. Like it was. It was. No, I had a parent that. I mean, I wasn't two hours old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So yeah. If you don't. Yeah, I'm, that's saying I'd be hot. Like I'm. I'm ready. I'm. I'm ready for the heat. Like. Yeah. Like I was born in Arizona. There ain't nothing to it but do it. Hey. But uh, yeah. Except for the wealth conscious stuff, you always gotta 
I mean, that's the episode 11 now, so now I, you know, I'm going to be more frustrated. Yeah, just me being frustrated, just like, just do the budget and stop <laughs> asking me about this stuff. If you want to, I guess I got to do the investment generational wealth so I can get the investment stuff off my chest, too. That's really what it is. It's building up, man. I just got some. <laughs> but yeah, that's it for Wealth Conscious. Okay. Question two. Are you ready? All right. This one, I believe, came from a viewer. Yes. Okay. Listener. I don't know. I kept on calling them guests a couple yeah. episodes ago. Yeah. It's not guests. <laughs> it's listeners or fans, one of those, but it's, it's definitely not guests. Right. Because <laughs> they, they would be have to be here. <laughs> we ain't had none of them yet. Uh, I said it like five, six times in a row. <laughs> these questions from our guests, I'm like, Corey, there's, it's only you and Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So this person asked, how does proper English make or break your business and contribute overall to business etiquette, like how you would treat customers? And then the example they gave is like Chick-fil-A. That is verbatim in the question, like Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Shout out to Chick-fil-A, though. They do have primary well, customers. Well, it's Sunday and they're not open. Oh, yeah. Quick joke on that. So I was getting ready to go to a flag football game because mm-hmm. it's on Sundays. And I see two of my mans driving by. And you know, I'm like, yeah, no, it's like, you know, eight, nine in the morning. I'm like, where y'all going? Mind you, this is, this is Sunday. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Chick-fil-A, straight dead face. I mm-hmm. mean, like, I, I mean, I knew they were serious. Yeah. And I was like, it's Sunday. And they, they got, they still say it to me this day. They are vehemently still upset that I ruined it. They said they would have <laughs> rather driven to Chick-fil-A and found yeah. out that it was closed than me tell them right then and there. Yeah, I mean. This happened like five years ago. They're still upset. These are my closest friends. <laughs> I mean, Chick Fil A is good, and I I do I do get upset sometimes because it seems like your cravings for Chick Fil A sandwiches do they almost like triple on Sundays. Yeah, because you don't have access. Because you don't have access to it. And withdrawal, like, man. Yeah, but so yeah. If if one of y'all would actually like to stay open on Sundays, I guarantee you make all they, the money. They okay? can't all of it. They definitely I, can't do I, that. Yeah, I know it's not allowed. Yeah. But I, I used mean, when I was working think at, about it. When I was working at Burger King. There was a Chick Fil A right next to us, and the amount of people that would drive there on Sunday mm-hmm. is more than more than you think. And then that's when on Sunday they would have their, this is, this is related to the question, so I'm going to tie it back in. But on Sunday they would have their uh, employee meetings. Mm-hmm. So guess what? You go to Chick-fil-A and guess who you see in there? All the employees. <laughs> <laughs> people would come up and try to, and son, you know, they have never been open on Sunday. People right. hey, yanking on the door. Yanking on the door. Pulling the drive through so, Or as people were coming, like give me a Chick-fil-A um, one time, somebody gave me a Chick Fil A coupon on a Sunday, and I was like, "One, this is Burger King. Two, they not even open." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, to tie into the Chick Fil A, Chick Fil A obviously is not open on Sunday, right? So mm-hmm. how, how are they not open on Sunday and still surviving in this in the fast food industry? Mm-hmm. Then on top of that, they have terrible hours. They're open from at least here. They're open from six to ten, mm-hmm. where most fast food places stay open to at least twelve. So what type of and everybody? It's Chick Fil A. I'm you know clearly they're providing great service. I'm not everybody knows Chick Fil A how they do. So as far as proper English, now let me be careful how I say this. this is a question. So <laughs> it all depends obviously on the form and what you're trying to do. When I'm doing my financial coaching, I do my best to speak a little bit, a little bit. I do my best to speak a lot more. Uh, proper English, quote unquote. But obviously on the podcast, this is obviously more relaxed. You know, so it always depends on what you're trying to present mm-hmm. and then on top of that the audience uh you're speaking to obviously everything isn't for everybody um i'll wash accents here if you have an accent you have an accent so you know if you're from the like charles barkley i used to think he couldn't speak he's from he's from alabama <laughs> I, I always make here i go i always make the joke how do they pass english class down there how do they pass it 
There's, there's, everybody talk like that in the class though, so it's fine. <laughs> they don't have an, they don't have an accent to them. So yeah, you want to. Um, how can it break your business? You could, in short, you could be off putting to people. I mean, if you have um, you know documents, things of that nature. If you're, I mean, this isn't speaking, but you know, you're writing it. Communi- communication. If it's not proper English, then people are going to struggle to read it. And then, you know, that's just, you know, one chance to make a first impression. Mm -hmm. That's just bad on that front. But again, it always depends on, you know, who you're trying to market to and how you're marketing yourself. What is it? uh, AV, African American vernacular English. Look, man, it's not technically, I guess it's bilingual, right? People trying to say that's another language, right? But you know, you should, you should be able to speak fluid English and Mm -hmm. then you should be able to not code switch. But if you need to speak in a different, you know, language to communicate to somebody or, use a different um slang there we go different slang to communicate yeah you do that based on your communicating too you know Mm -hmm. it it depends on how you know obviously when i'm working with with jordan i have to remember to actually give him the correct information (laughs) but other than that you know i'm I'm talking to jordan that's not how i'm talking to somebody who i don't know um because we don't obviously have that type of relationship one he probably wouldn't understand what i was saying He's like, bro, just talk to me normal. Just, That's what he's saying. I would just say, say words. <laughs> what, are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. So you guys need to sit down. You want to do your budget and you want to make sure you can properly communicate. You're like, bro, just tell me if you what to do. So, yeah, that's. um. This one, I mean, that's like my brother at this point. Yeah. So, you know what I mean, like, bro, yeah, I I mean just, yeah, we combined our names. The same person. <laughs> Yeah, no, and your wife likes me, or at least she puts up with me when we're there <laughs> together. So <laughs> now, now, yeah, now, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's look. <laughs> no, like I said, when I figured it's, out, like I don't believe in that Libra, you know, zodiac sign like that. But you know, once I figured out we gang, gang, you know, yeah. we've, been, we've been moving since then. We've come a long way. We've come a long way. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask them when she comes on. She's probably gonna do her best not to lie, but when she starts smiling, I know she's lying. <laughs> so, <laughs> A lot of people don't know that I be making people lie on purpose so I can see how they lie. But anyway, <laughs> Jordan be like, yeah, Corey be intentionally setting people up to do stuff Good. to figure them out. I, I'm, I'm starting to learn. I be, like, I read the book now. Yeah, like, he be <laughs> analyzing how your body reacts. Yeah. So hey, 85% of communication is nonverbal. So I intentionally, I don't, I be, I be looking at your body language on how you do things, right? Because usually your heart rate grow, goes up when you're about to lie. So if you do this. What are you trying to do? Slow down your heart rate. Look, Corey be doing anime character stuff in real life. Like this is like a, this is literally like some superpower stuff you would see yeah. in a Japanese cartoon, and he be, he yeah. really does this. It's bad in the moment, but then it comes to fruition. Uh, like um, RDC World when he did the, did you see the passing one they had where like they be passing, like he be trying like a basketball player every time instead of shooting, he passed the ball on the right. hoop. Then Ben Simmons did it in real life years <laughs> later. That's what I kind of do when I be reading people. It'd be bad. It'd be real awkward too. Then it happened in real life, and then I'm a I told you so person. And I just bring it up. See, I, I told y'all this, and then everybody be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> "Why does Corey have to always be right?" <laughs> I am joking, but yeah, that's a, <laughs> that's how a proper English can make or break a business. It could put people off. Again, one chance to make a first impression. You want to make sure you can at least communicate properly until you get used to at least you know who you're marketing to or the particular client that you're working with because at the end of the day i mean it is business that's what people don't understand about business it's business back to the joe budden stuff and black men look man i don't care what y'all say it's business so we trying to make money like that's that's what that means. uh so (laughs) i mean i always felt like proper english is important because you i mean like you said you need to be able to communicate like there are people out here who can speak multiple languages and we can't even speak english 
yeah. properly. Like, like you know what I mean? Like yeah, now. <laughs> like you, yeah, you you got to be able to to communicate effectively and, and get your get your point across without using slang terms or you know some type of um, non proper vernacular. Yeah, and it'll, it'll save you time too if you can commu- if you can communicate properly. It, it saves you time, like, especially now, right? People, the worst way to communicate is via text. Right, so you again, I already said y'all know what that is. I don't have to go in deep in that, but if you're trying to get um, a mortgage loan and your loan officer is sending you emails and it's not clear exactly what they're sending you, then you have to respond to them. And they told you that on the email they just sent that was unclear, they need this information back in 30 minutes. And now it's been 10 minutes, and you said, I don't understand what you're saying, and it's been now it's been 20 minutes. Look, I'm, I'm gonna help you out if you need if you're trying to buy a house during the pandemic just send them what they're asking for okay? all that, just, all give, the, just give, give them your entire life that's what i it. told you too i all was like it. does your wife want this house yes i just give them all the money that you got there like everything <laughs> everything i'm talking about they i mean they're gonna ask you for everything i'm talking about information they you know you wouldn't tell people on on a normal basis give it to them like, yeah underwriters yeah. want to know everything yeah, it's um. They we'll get into that for the house buying episode when gotcha. we have her on. But yeah, you want to you want to be able to communicate, especially from a business standpoint, and especially now. I mean, if you're doing something like like fine, like imagine if you were emailing me this information, right? <laughs> trying to get this, but you know, if you have something that has a quick turnaround, right? Or not, they have a quick turnaround, but you know, it's immediate as far as your service, and they can apply it uh, right away. Do you want to be able to communicate clearly so they can, you know? do whatever you told them to do and then just from a, um, a reputation standpoint that that's when the time would come in you know into play where yep the, got, got my results done quick and not they probably wouldn't say because you communicate well but just the fact that you do communicate well it eliminates all the time for them ask you to reclarify something you've already stated mm-hmm. yeah but for me though now i'm thinking about it the gap the gap the financial literacy gap is just <laughs> it's so huge so um that you have to, you have to obviously adjust for that because if people you know if you're trying to learn a new language right there's gonna take a lot of time to understand that but yeah fine me yeah sometimes be like they'd be like what and I'd be like that's why I just say do, do the budget and just leave me alone because you get you're about getting to investing like you get into investing you know if you're trying to invest and you know nothing about investing and you know nothing about taxes please we're gonna be here we're gonna be here all day I mean ask questions I, Corey will probably tell you I'm that client where if he says words and I don't know what they mean oh, I'll, yeah. I'll ask him like I don't I don't know what that is can you please clarify because yeah. I mean again communicating effectively right it yeah. also doesn't do you any good if you're you know using these vocabulary words and it's in a manner in which your client or audience can ingest yeah. it right so yeah don't be condescending and talk over their head right also too when people talk about getting cut off in conversations you need to add, you want it for communication purposes and for like understanding things, you need to speak up if you don't understand because that just helps you in the communication process when you actually speak and are more actively involved in the conversation. If you stay, say a word, you're like, I, you need to ask them what that means because in the short, your body, you're not your body, but your brain is probably not going to process anything after that until, you know, you get more clarity, you know, in the rest of the conversation. So that cutting people off stuff. I don't, I don't, I don't actually believe it. I mean, you can cut someone off, but you know, if you got a, a, a real question to, Tell them to stop talking and so you can yeah. get clarification. Yeah. We People, had this yeah. so there's so side tangent. We had have <laughs> we had this rule at work now where if you're going to use so okay, I know you're just probably what yeah. So there's this rule at work now where if you're if you're you're talking or we're in a meeting and you're using acronyms. So when you work for the I mean uh, yeah, government yeah yeah when you work for the government the government constantly uses acronyms all, like all all the time right. So you have to say what the acronym 
is before you actually use it in acronym form for the rest of, for the duration and of the meeting. Introduce to the conversation. Yeah, because because what will happen, you'll be surprised. I've actually done this in a meeting before where you'll just say the acronym and people will go through the duration of the meeting and have no idea what you're talking about. And you're just mm-hmm. mentioning this acronym over and over and over again. So that mm-hmm. being said, breaking down, you know what I mean? Be, don't, don't be afraid to, to ask questions, right? You need mm-hmm. to be able to get that, that, that message across and receive that information. So, you know, if you don't know, ask. No, yeah, and you know, hopefully the person isn't a jerk, but as, as you can imagine, I like hearing myself talk. I don't. Anyway, so, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I have, I have, I will always expand, expand and expound upon on anything I say, unless I'm got it from somewhere else and I can't. I'll just tell you that's it, which I will, which I will also do. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's how proper English can uh, impact, make or break your business. It can one chance to make a first impression so you can lose some clients and then, you know, just bad communication could make whatever you're doing take longer, which obviously, you know, isn't good just from an efficiency standpoint. All right. That was good stuff. Hey, I'm going to give you a round of applause for that. Oh, yeah. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, appreciate you. Yeah. Yeah, I did, I did what I can. Last question. All right. Last question. See, we got y'all. You ready for this? Yeah. Okay. This one came. This is a this is a, a great question right here. <laughs> I wonder who wrote this. Anyways, um, <laughs> is your is your pet's life or healthcare limited to the finances of the budget? And then the second portion of that question is how do you determine that number? Okay, this see, I got to start writing everything I say down because I'm just so good. Boy, any arrogant and cocky, I am. Anyway, so I already answered this question. I said, well, hold on. I might not have answered on a podcast, but I have answered this question. I Because I'd be forgetting whether I tell you something yeah. or if I say it on here because it, it, it's just all lumped up because how much we talk. But in you short, tell me a lot of things that the, that the, the listeners don't know. So. Yeah. So, um, but you should, um, if you're just trying to determine how much you should have saved for an animal, what I re- recommend in general, if you're trying to determine how much you should have saved is for every living thing inside your house. You need to have that you plan on taking care of, right? Being responsible for, you should have ten thousand dollars saved at least. So, right, married, husband and wife, they need to have at least twenty thousand. Obviously, adjusted for the part of the country you live in. Then you know you got two kids, that'd be forty k. So if you have a dog, right, that would be five, right? So it'd be fifty thousand dollars. But in short, I would think so, no. Okay. So I'm gonna ask a question: Where did, where did that ten k number derive from? Is that just a, a yeah solid figure? It came from a uh, sideline adventures. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, um, and what it came from is again, people be asking too many questions. They don't be getting started. So to give, because it's obviously different for each person. Three to six months of expenses, right? But then, as you right, well, your wife doesn't look at everything as far as three to six months of expenses. Hers is more of the emergency fund, whereas you are the entire budget, right? right? So right. for me, when I come in again, I didn't know I was going to be in relationships, right, <laughs> with financial stuff. But I am. I should have known because the main issue in marriages is finances mm-hmm. but um so to end that conversation because it's not it doesn't it don't matter like first of all the person who wants to have more money is more right because by definition they're gonna you're gonna be in a better position right. with more money saved high cash um, position right yeah but um i just said ten thousand dollars so i can end the conversation okay right? just and and also too it just so happened that's kind of right i mean a family of four first first off again average family makes 60k so you wouldn't even have forty thousand dollars saved but um you know, ten thousand is just a number to end it. I mean, if you're single, right, and you live by yourself, you should have at least ten thousand dollars saved. Then, when you get married, they'd be in the same position. Now you got twenty k. I mean, I think that's that's good. When you have a kid, you probably want to bump that up to around thirty k. <laughs> and, and the reason I was asking this question yeah. is I wanted to know, like, for p- 
people, you know, because yeah. saving 10K for some people is difficult. I want to know if it, if it changed based on, you know, like if there was like a sliding scale, is it just 10K to be 10K? Because saving is. 10K isn't difficult for people. Y'all need to pay off your debt. Bruh. <laughs> hey, I said we're more advanced, more, more advanced stuff. If for those of y'all first time listening, the deck for me, the deck got to go. I'll do we on the budget episode next week, but I don't, I don't play all that debt stuff. So saving because saving 10k is less than a thousand dollars a month. Most people have a thousand dollars a month. That's what you're kicking out. Do you know how much the average new car payment is? I do not. It's over five hundred dollars. So if you and your wife got a car payment, how much is that? Thousand dollars. So if you save a thousand dollars times twelve in one year, how much money is that? $12,000. Okay, there goes your $10,000. It's so hard to say. <laughs> like, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know me, back to the budget. So, yeah, on a service level, again, it is hard for people to save money, but that's because they're not budgeting for it and they got all that debt. I mean, no. So, yeah. But in general, yeah, the $10,000 is a hard mark to get to. And actually, it's not hard for people to save $10,000. It's hard for people to keep the $10,000 they save. As I said before, which I do remember saying, most people, the most amount of money they've ever had saved, they instantaneously liquidated it to get debt, usually a mortgage or a car. They use it for a down payment to get debt. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. The most money you ever have saved, you should you know keep it for your savings or it would be you know in investments. Most people can Most people can save people are always down to getting the FHA loan for the three and a half percent, which is, you know, depending on where you live at average home cost is two thirty, two fifty ish. So let's just make that three for easy math. But that's anywhere from seventy five hundred to nine thousand dollars, which is ten thousand dollars. People can people save that all the time. <laughs> they save that all the time. Now they don't keep it. Right. Or as I said before about the wealth conscious, are a lot of people save their emergency fund and can't even spend their emergency fund on emergencies. Mm. Again, this is why you need a, you need help. Mental <laughs> mental makeup a team. Like you know, I, I I can't. I don't understand. I mean, I understand why people do it, but it's like, okay. Then this is why I said. This is why I understand. Again, athletes and artists lose their money, but why some people have somebody who literally handle all their finances for them. That'd be a lot easier for me if people just let me do the stuff for. Them. <laughs> I didn't. A lot of questions. Stuff would get done so much faster, and I would save them what time and money the big biggest thing time like so much time you, your investments would be starting quicker so by definition you're at a higher percentage chance of having more money which is what you want that's that's why <laughs> that's what i don't get y'all be trying to invest but don't be trying to invest as much money as you can as fast as possible which is how you get more money again co- compound interest in investing compound interest you need time when you're investing the less time there is the less compound interest there is the more of that is your principal or your initial investing amount or the money that you put in time has to go on for it to be compound interest but then y'all don't be making use of the time you be wasting it tell us how you really feel <laughs> i feel like people broke no <laughs> no I, I don't feel like that i know <laughs> let me stop because that's me. said give me the money i'll no, manage it no okay. no no <laughs> i well let's be i would have to i don't want to quit my job i love my job but you know I to, that'd be full first off that fee let me say this real quick because I, I got to. I'm gonna have to do the investing stuff because now I just want to just just divulge all of it. So people will be wanting an investing advice, right? Mm-hmm. And I'd be trying to determine whether like they be wanting explicit, like you be trying to get that too. They be like actually want to know what to put yeah. their money in. Like Specifics. give me give me a ticker symbol, right. give me a time of day. And one, I'm hesitant to do that because why do you think I'm hesitant to do it? Because you're not a financial advisor, you're a financial coach. That okay? Yes, 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 yes. But so also, liability? yeah. But what's the reason on top of that? Most people aren't ready to invest. Yeah, they got debt. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> I knew it was one or the other. I was like, look. It's usually all, it's either debt or taxes. Gotcha. Me, me trying not to get sued. <laughs> but um, no, but 
again, this is why I'm a financial coach. So I do research. So I can I can educate you on what you need to look for when you get an investment professional, which is a sub part of a financial advisor. Financial advisor is the overarching thing. Then underneath that are all the different things. So financial advisor is the most vague thing. Um, and then at the very bottom of that, I just put myself at the bottom, but would be financial coach because they <laughs> don't have to have certifications to do any of that stuff. But investment professional would be underneath a financial advisor. So every financial advisor is in a no every investment professional isn't a financial advisor mm-hmm. but every financial advisor isn't an investment professional gotcha. so that's cpa estate planners all the type of things cfps certified financial planners all those type of things so but for investing right people want to um get investment advice and mm-hmm. it's like okay you know how much money do you have no money right they, mm-hmm. they have money but it's not a lot because an investment professional do you know how much investment professionals usually charge like their fees i'm assuming it's a percentage of yeah. what they ask it's called assets under management do you know what the how much money you need to the minimum you need to invest with them usually is it's like 20k i'm throwing out a number two hundred and fifty thousand dollars Ooh, i was in the guess because guess i know and you do whatever you're trying to do on that <laughs> what that's, that's a couple of those right, right. right. 250k good look right. one more time this is why i don't like when i was trying to tell people to like listen because like in short i mean i have more information than most people when it comes to finances so it's like you're not you're not ready for me to do. see how Jordan now. Jordan has a lot of financial information in his head, and he he was he was. Y'all seen my face? He's a two hundred fifty. Yeah, he was ten times away, right? So he thinks it's twenty k. No, it's two hundred and fifty k. Because that percentage you talk about, guess how much that percentage is that they charge you to manage it? That fee. Ten. One percent. You're ten times the wrong way again. Look, so they charge one percent. I scaled up. Yeah. And I got it wrong. And, and so they charge one percent of the assets under management or AUW. Wait, assets under AUM, Jesus Christ. M, M and W, the dyslexia. They're the same thing. <laughs> anyway, so they charge you 200, you need to give them at least 250. I know this is not about pets, but you charge them $250,000, right? People are like, bro, this investment stuff about to be lit. Right. You charge. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I'm saying, but if they say so you need to give them at least 250K, right? They're going to charge you a 1% fee to manage that money. Guess how many? So one percent of that would be two hundred twenty five hundred dollars, right. right? Guess how often you have to give that? Now Jordan's gonna he's had third time the charm. Right. Guess how often you have to give them that twenty five hundred dollars? A week? No, once a year. <laughs> That's what people ask me for the best advice. So if I if you give me two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, I'm gonna charge you a one percent fee yearly. So that means you're gonna give me two. You're gonna give me how much money is that for twelve? 12 months that's two hundred dollars a month got you and people who want investment advice and how much money do you think they have none they'd be having a hundred dollars so <laughs> that means you're going to give me a dollar over the course of a year <laughs> that's what i'm saying y'all you when i say i'm saying you you know nothing about investing that's what i'm saying like most people aren't trying to help people make money most people are just trying to make money for themselves selfishly which is fine it's your life i'm not that's i don't look at that finances from that type of perspective i'm trying i do as much research as i possibly can in the present the future and the past right to figure out everything how finances have been handled are being handled what's it like going forward mm-hmm. and i do the research on when people people who have no money how they got money people who have money and now they no longer have money and everything in between where most of you are truly only concerned about how you can make your money which is fine because you're not a financial coach so that is actually what you're supposed to do but when you're <laughs> that's fine but when you're asking me like i don't i mean rep- back to reputation i don't i gotta i'll do my best to treat everyone the same initially right so you just come in and try you know 
you know, we had a cookout or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yo, Corey, you know, what should I get into? You need to pay off your debt. Probably, <laughs> probably should sell. Do you own that car out there? You should probably pay that off first. That, you know, I'm not going to say it like that. It depends on who it is. He might say it like yeah, that. Yeah, but <laughs> he, he, he might. He might say it like that. <laughs> no, well, the issue is people be asking for financial advice, and I'm like, I'm my first question is going to be what usually when I ask about financial advice. Do you have a budget? Yes, but I'm going to ask you how much first thing in the budget. Uh, how much money do you make? Gotcha. And most people aren't most people aren't willing to divulge that either you know right then and there right or you know publicly and it's like oh see you know you're not ready you're not this is what I'm saying you're right. saying y'all you're not ready for you're not ready for which is fine publicly but even in private you know on, on a session which i have not run into but it's just like you know, you, you understand the information i need right but again most of y'all don't have 200 dollars to invest to give me twenty five hundred dollars for a year or two hundred dollars <laughs> for a month right then on top of that what do you have a hundred dollars a thousand dollars even if you had ten thousand dollars that's a hundred dollars. Ten percent of ten thousand is a thousand. So one percent would be a hundred dollars I get for the year. So let's make that a buck twenty. That's ten dollars a month for investment advice. For that ticker symbol that you keep asking about, man, that if you, you can't don't, afford to put anything yeah, in, if you don't, if you got ten thousand, you do. But yeah, oh, okay. yeah, I get what you're saying though. But yeah, if you got a hundred dollars, no, you cannot buy Vu or Spy. You can do fractional share investing, Vu and Spy, the S and P five hundred uh, ETFs. Not the only ones, but. The two probably most popular ones and best ones out there. But yeah, even if you have a hundred dollars to invest, obviously you're going to get into single stocks or fractional share investing. I'm gonna stop right there because this is not the investment episode. And we told you always gonna be good with your time, and this is nothing to do with the pets. <laughs> no, it so does have something to do with the pets. When I was talking about putting into your budget. Okay. Yeah. Bringing it back. Yeah. Put put it into your into your budget. You for your healthcare for your pets, right? I would say really no more than ten thousand. I would say let me think. I get percentages. Yeah, I would say no more than um, whatever you make pre-tax one one month. So you would save that or, you know, have it marked on how much you're spending on it. And then, you know, and now this isn't included in food or like insurance. This is like if they go to the like if something insurance doesn't cover, which I don't even know why pet insurance exists, because a lot of people say it doesn't cover anything. It, well, <laughs> it, I don't think it does. Yeah, I, I've, I've yet to hear one person who has pet insurance say that their insurance covered you know, like it's, it's like getting into an accident, like a rear end. It's like, what you mean this wasn't? How how was the rear end accident not, not covered? covered right? <laughs> so that's that's a whole lot. Of that. I mean, you can put that in your budget, right? For pet insurance, you would include like pet insurance or you know their the food that you feed them in this you know quote unquote ten thousand dollar amount. Mm-hmm. But if you have a situation where your dog eats its collar, his or her collar, and now you got to rush them to the emergency room, this is going to come out that ten thousand dollar you know life savings amount for them. Gotcha. And when you say pre-tax, is that, I mean, for single, I mean, I know what it is for single people. For married folks, is that both of their income combined pre-tax? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. When, I, when I'm talking, that's what I said, I said tax. So Okay. Tracking, yeah, tax, tracking. Tax, yeah. Okay. I mean, well, let me say this. So you married, but yes, for those of you who are married, y'all, it's all... <laughs> It's, yeah. We'll get to the joint accounts episode later, but <laughs> it's, it's whatever your your tax yeah, status yeah, is. So. If, yeah, if you're married, it's y'all. Right. It's y'all. I mean, one that's easier, and two, if it's not, you I gotta charge you more money. Yeah. <laughs> now I gotta do two budgets. <laughs> oh my goodness! But yeah, for your pets, I mean, it, it's hard conversation, right? People love their animals. Yeah, don't want to have to put them down, things of that nature. What I recommend is not getting if you get you no. Know, it depends on type. Of, obviously, if it's a fish, right? <laughs> Yeah, but you know you're getting dogs, right? There's main one people getting. I usually say don't get a dog until after you have your kids, mainly because you know I don't want to walk them, so your kids can walk them. To be to tell you the truth, <laughs> to tell you the hundred percent truth, that's the main reason. I want to have the dog. I love dogs, but I don't feel like walking them, so 
obviously you, you you know your kids have to walk the dog <laughs> that's part of the thing i do and also you know the terrible situations where unfortunately dogs do attack babies can't put that on my conscience so um yeah that's uh that's why i recommend that but yeah you would um that's what you would do i know it's a part of this so like let's say you do have uh the insurance but the animal dies right so mm-hmm. do you still have to pay for certain things yes if you when just think about medical bills I mean, if you obviously the malpractice for humans, probably malpractice for animals too. But you go to hospital, and unfortunately, you don't make it. Now, let's let, let me say this to be clear: your estate has to pay for the bills. So if you you are married, if you know unfortunately your spouse dies, you are, you are part of that estate, so you would owe the money. If it's just one person, that it would t- be taken from their estate. So pretty much this would be a their net worth and assets minus liabilities this these medical bills would be added to the liabilities from their estate and then whatever is left over left over now I, no, I what if they don't have anything Corey? oh yeah no, nobody sent the state the state's the state's gone the, okay. so the uh, i'm not too well versed in this but the estate would gets dissolved and that's how the assets get dispersed right if you know it still doesn't if there's just one person okay so, so now say they just have a will because i mean a state there's a whole bunch i'm not a state attorney but there's a whole bunch of ways you can set it up sort of like uh y'all watch power right someone goes died and they were dispersing everything at the table spoiler alert i hope you finish power oh jesus christ <laughs> <laughs> my bad my, they're on they're on a, it's been like he's been dead three years right yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no 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 uh, it's not only gone girl it, only gone girls in my brain to not ruin for people so yes spoiler alert it's too late now anyways <laughs> but yeah so you know they were dispersing his will and everything and how his estate was set up mm-hmm yeah, that would be the same thing. So if you don't have any, like say you have $10,000, right? And you're going to leave it to your nephew, right? And your bills are 5000 that would be taken from that. They take it from your assets. That's why you need to have a will though. Because in short, if you don't have one set up, the quote unquote estate would be the state. Mm. <laughs> so and say, if you live in the state of Maryland and you don't got no, your will set up, I don't have mine set up either. I don't got no assets. But for those of you who have stuff, right? You don't have a spouse, obviously, because they, you know, they would usually be presumed to take it over, but not in all the cases. Why you need a will? Mm-hmm. But um, you would um, they would they would take it from there. Or if you don't have anything set up, the state the state gets your. I mean, I've dealt with this not directly but indirectly. People, you know, unfortunately pass away at the credit union, right? And they don't have nothing set up. They don't have a joint owner, nothing on their account, nothing set up. And the money goes to the state of Maryland. Like <laughs> 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 literally, literally. That's. I mean, where do you think it goes? <laughs> So yeah, that's how that works. But yeah, for the pet insurance, yeah, you would um, I, you can get pet insurance if you do or don't want to. I mean, like I said, most I would do your research on people who have pet insurance and not not like internet research. Like I mean, most people, a lot of people have dogs, so ask them if they have pet insurance and ask them if they've had to use it and ask them if it's ever covered anything. If the answer is no, you probably I mean, <laughs> then there's you just that's called a waste of money by definition. Um, and then uh, yeah, the limit I would say you're. Obviously, if you make four thousand, well, if you make four thousand dollars, I don't know if you can be spending more than four thousand dollars. Keep your dog alone. A lot of people be saying they have an animal uh, alone, alive, alone too. Um, <laughs> a lot alone of people. In a lot, so. Yeah. No, what were you gonna say? Alone and alive. Yeah, alone and alive. <laughs> right. No. Yeah. Put them in the cage. Um, so uh, a lot of people say they have animals for emotional support. As I say, 
you're not anxious and depressed, you're just broke. Remember, stress, anxiety, anxiety, depression, depression, suicide. You just probably stressed out. I, mean, I said it last. I said it last on the last episode. Uh, a lot of y'all be taking vacations to de-stress, but like you stress because you don't got no money and your job giving you money. So go to work. <laughs> <laughs> the people who are providing you the, the funds to so that you can be less stressed. You choosing not to work for. <laughs> you choosing to take off. <laughs> so yeah, I, I mean, again, I mean. I mean, dogs get cancer. Like, I mean, you know, <laughs> now things happen. Yeah. Now, if your dog is making you money, that is a different situation. Right. I mean, social media exists now. Right. I mean, cats are cats are very famous. If you got an animal that, you know, you could dog show people. Right. Oh, that, I mean, that's a business. So that's right. completely different. But, you know, if your dog is actually providing you some type of income into the house, then, oh, yeah, keep that joker alive. I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's a bit. That's a business. That's a business situation. So if you have an expense, you know, you do that math. But. But from, he is now an asset. Yeah, now an asset. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, because like you talking about like ten thousand dollars on a dog. The issue is, I'm I'm not country, but you know, my parents are from there. My dad grew up on a farm, so when it, and my mom doesn't like dogs. So when it comes to dogs, to me, yeah, I say I tell you this all the time. You gonna it's gonna die and to get another one. I, I've said that. Now. <laughs> <laughs> he said it just like that. Uh, too. Yeah. So I, you know, I'm I'm a bad example as far as like I mean, like I said I love dogs, but I mean. They don't live for it's not a it's not a turtle it's not a tortoise like you going people get multiple dogs in their lifetime and then you know you do have to make a decision you have to put it down but it's like for me you I'm not kicking out 10k in all honesty I don't care how much money I have this is why people say I'm like David Ramsey because he said the same he's a hundred millionaire he's like I'm not spending ten thousand dollars on my dog. <laughs> I think See, his number might be lower than that so even if you have it you're not making the emotional decision to me say, yeah I'm not but see I'm single obviously if I'm married and I have kids you know I'm you know if we got if we had the money you know right then I'm not about to I'm not about to argue with it you know I'm, <laughs> all right babe just go just you know go get the dog fixed you know you know I, you know if, it, if it's something where it don't it's not going to impact it you know either way then obviously yeah I'll spend the money but I, it's not if it, it's not up to me it's you know keeping peace in the house <laughs> I think honestly, you have to evaluate to the quality of life that your animal is going to have if you're dropping 10k Ooh, anyway. Like that's, yeah. that's kind of a huge yeah. impact. Because like I mean, let's say you spend the 10k and you fix it, but you know now your dog's paralyzed from the the <laughs> the, the hind you know the, from the yeah. hind paws back, right? And yeah. you, do you really want your dog living through that? Yeah, don't be don't be selfish with it. I'm, right. I, let me say this: I, I don't have the will set up. I'm a pull the plug person. Thank you. It's on the internet forever. Do not do not leave me in a vegetative state. Oh my goodness! I'm obviously my parents to be in charge of that right now. Yeah. But just just know if something unfortunately happens to me, something like, I want something to happen to you, Corey. If something, <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. No, nah, but if something if something happens to me and they're like, nah, he's gonna be in a vegetative state forever. Just know I do not want to be there like that. I think that's in my healthcare directive as well. I think I have it set up the same way. Where yeah, yeah. If, if, I mean, don't get me wrong. Do everything you can to save yeah, me. But if, if I get to the chance, vegetative, yeah, yeah, vegetative but, state point. Just nah. Yeah. Also, too, I play the odds. Right. So I'm, I'm, you know, it's going to be like 60, 70. But obviously, people are like, yeah, I only had like a 1% chance to live and I lived. The other 99% did not. Genius. That's why you had a 1% chance. <laughs> I hate when people say that. Go, they, anyways, shout out to people. Obviously, some fortunate people pass away. But, you know, it, it's not, they, it's not even like a percentage chance. It's like 100% of people that, enter the situation only one percent of them survive <laughs> the main you know the main reason though i'm pro pull the plug why medical bills are insane yeah I'm, generational wealth look i you know the longer i live the more i built but i mean i got the million dollar life insurance policy now let talk about from this again the state that'd be in my state so right. no 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 deuces 
I'm, nah, I mean, if, I, if they say I'm not about to make it, take them. The, I, yeah. You know, I we, you, we we did we put yeah, the work in, so I we put, could, yeah. yeah so. For, you know, relative to my age, like you know, the whole point is to have a million dollars. Don't you know spend because you probably lose your job, right? So you're going to be kicking it out, and then again, I don't. I don't have, you know, if I was in a coma for a year, I don't got a year's worth of medical bills in my emergency fund. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't have that much assets. Nah, let me go. Get this million dollars. Like, you know, again, that's talking about the generational wealth talk. Y'all don't be ready for that type of decision making. But yeah, don't be selfish with your pets. You know, I mean, they have cancer. Some, I mean, some people, they be trying to give them all the medicine they can. Right. Like, bro, let, let dog, dog, was it, all dogs go to heaven? So. Uh- I think I heard at one point somebody was trying to give their dog stem cells. It's like, dude, that okay. I, first of all, I don't know how much that costs. But second of all, like, nah, bro, like, let it go. Yeah, and I I know dogs are domesticated now, most of them, but like, it's still an animal. Like dogs, dogs, dogs are wolves. They they you know they can live outside. Like we've domesticated them, but you no, know, they dogs. I mean, that's what, they dogs. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and dogs do what dogs do. Yeah, so. <laughs> so. Yeah, but um, that's okay. it for that. People are like, dang, why did he not even talk about pet life insurance? <laughs> you should <laughs> you should get it if you want to. But again, most people usually say it doesn't cover anything. And then so you might as well not put that in your budget because it's a waste of money. And then you need to determine a cap on how much you're going to spend to, quote unquote, keep your animal alive and be disciplined when that you know limit gets reached or it's going to be surpassed. Right. You know, say they have a big emergency. You would, you would put you would put the dog down. Put it down. Yeah, I mean, look, put it like this. As I said, it's gonna die. It's gonna, dogs don't live forever. So you people be, you know, you trying to get your what, 14, 15 years or whatever. 12 is good. You I mean, <laughs> I'm not even going to. I, I Googled the life expectancy of, of my dog oh, specifically. Bad. And, yeah, and he foolishly say, told his wife. Yeah. <laughs> foolishly. I, I, look, you got to lay the foundation down. You got to get them ready. Yeah. Right? It's, it's, oh, my goodness. It'll happen eventually. Yeah, but guess what you'll do? Wait till we have kids to get another dog. Okay, you can do that, but I was saying you're gonna get another dog. I mean, that's obviously <laughs> this is what I recommend. Do, do, look, I, no, I, Mrs. So, Stallings, you can do whatever you want when you get another dog. Do not. <laughs> so husbands be trying to lie on me. No. <laughs> oh my goodness, but yeah, that's how you handle your pets. Do you have anything else for that? No, you, I don't have a dog. You do. I've never had one. I've had a fish, but I've never had a dog. So. Gotcha. No, I think that's that was... your question about me because you. Uh, by the way, Jordan's dog did eat. Okay, let me say this now. Okay. This is why you need to um, get out of debt and have an emergency fund saved before you buy a house. Because what will happen, as I say, future you will exist. Whatever's going to happen in the future is going to happen. It's just how you want to prepare yourself for that situation. So when you get a house and you move in, your dog will eat the collar and then your wife will have to rush him to the emergency room when you're out of town. Mm-hmm. And then the dog will be constipated and pooping everywhere. That's when we were talking about, was that episode? For two weeks. That was episode seven, seven or eight when we were talking about Pharaoh and we were talking about it. Yep. That's the dog name, by the way. Uh, <laughs> he had ate the collar. He had ate the collar. We almost didn't record. We almost were at the miss an episode that day because Jordan called me like, my dog ate the collar. Well, no, he'd already eaten it. But he's like, he's still pooping. I'm like, I don't know what this means. Every every fre- The frequency was like every oh, 30 yeah. minutes. Like, it was, it was bad. bad. Like, yeah, it was bad. And as you guys know, our, I mean, our episodes are, are roughly, you know, yeah. two hours, right? Yeah. So but that, that episode, he was actually good. Remember, we took, we took forever to... Uh, testing we had some issues and so he's actually good for two hours and then shout out to that uh big that rotisserie chicken and rice water <laughs> diet that you got to put him on to keep him from you know doing all the extra stuff 
Yeah, but that's why you need to have an emergency fund saved and be out of debt because something will happen. Like, as I was telling, like, I said the other day before we started recording, I was like, you see what happened? Do you, do you see what happened? <laughs> why Why did he eat the collar? She was like, this is the same collar he's always had. And he, he never needed it before. Because that's life. That's called, that's literally life. Like, that's what happens. The dog don't know. That's, that's what a, I told y'all. That third die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he was, he was going to eat that collar regardless. Of, he, as I said, said, he didn't know mom and dad, you know, they they can pay off all their student loan debt. They got a house. Let me eat my collar. He, he, it's a dog. He, you know, he he don't, he don't know what the status of your finances are. He just knows he's in a new, bigger place. <laughs> and we haven't gone back to the other one. Right. Yeah. So he's like, I guess I'm here now. All right. Finding new places to do his, his business out. But uh, yeah, that's it for pet and life and uh, pet health insurance. You know, you got to have a number set on what you want to spend on it. So that's it for that. Are you all good? I'm good. Are you oh, good? Yep. End of the episode. Let's go. That's for us. I'll have to give you, I'll have to remember to do, uh, give you a round of applause when you're done. Oh, you know, next time. Next okay, time. did you, you said, okay, so let's wrap it up. Okay. So you said, um, because now we're almost at two hours. Yeah. <laughs> you said you had a think piece or did you already give it? I already touched on it. You already touched on it? Yep. Okay, I don't have, let me see. They're like, bro, Corey is the most unorganized person ever. <laughs> <laughs> let me see if I have a think piece. I'm not going to do one because we're 20 minutes over time okay okay so um shame do we have what what are we working on getting guests getting guests yes we um we need a can that's gonna say a camera we have to get get on my phone we have to get a new camera jordan was talking yesterday about how we're gonna have the guests behind us not look at them i was (laughs) like we can't do that so we're gonna have to figure that out but look at the way the camera's set up we can see them right there oh no that's what we gotta do afterwards i think we can put we can yes we can put people here Remember that's what we're saying. We put them next to us. Gotcha. We'll have to figure that out. But that's what we're working on next. And that will really be it. Obviously, the audio issues will forever be a problem. We're just going to always say that until we keep getting better yeah, every week. Yeah, but that that is what it is. Um, and yeah, soundboard. Let us know how you like the soundboard. If y'all want you know, a sound on here, let us know. We can. There's nothing for us to add it. We can just make a new profile. Things of that nature. We're going to play with the volume because hopefully this episode actually works this time to see. So hopefully the soundboard isn't too loud. You know, bear with us mm-hmm. for the... 12th, 13th, 14th, 15th episode, all of them, <laughs> right, while we're working that out. But, you know, we just added that, so hopefully it's not too loud for you guys. Um, we increased the volume, so hopefully it's never too quiet. You know, we we should have fixed that, so just turn it down. <laughs> Doing our best sound engineering that we can do. Yeah, over yeah, we're working on how loud we should talk, how loud, yeah, all this type of stuff. We, we completely understand why they're paid professionals that do this now. <laughs> yes, very, very, very. And then we're also, um, that's it, we're just... We're just working on things to get the guests here, to be honest. Gotcha. So we can um do that. Let's wrap it up. Shameless yeah. plugs. Where can the people find you at? I am at sideline underscore Corey. Again, that's sideline underscore Corey. Corey without the E, that's me. You can follow Jordan at Stop Stalling J. That's S T O P S T A L L I N G J A Y on everything. Business page. Finally fit O six. That's F I N A L L Y F I T zero six on everything. Then our YouTube. Oh, I can't believe it. see see y'all watch this whole thing. And you hit that like button. You ain't leave no comments. You ain't subscribe. Shame sure. on you. You gotta hit that like button. Our YouTube is people who listen to this on the podcast be like, oh. <laughs> they probably hate that. But uh, I gotta do it. That's what you're supposed to do, apparently. But yeah, <laughs> YouTube, Corden, and Full Effect. Uh, like, share, and subscribe there. 
please leave us comments. All of our information is in the show notes. For those listening on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, please leave a comment and rate and review. I was rate and review. Leave a rate and review there as well. Mm-hmm. We appreciate all of your feedback. Um, we are always asking questions every week, so please ask us questions. Please. Please. Keep them coming. And uh, that's it. Let me think. We didn't have anything else. Are I you think good? We're good. All right. So remember to save more and say less. And keep making better your best. And we will catch y'all in the next one. Say less. <laughs> <laughs>